You go, girl. Your secret is safe with my apathy. I don't know what God wants. Because how else do you explain it? It's like my penis. He's the only one I can trust. Oh, Joan. Oh, Joan of Arc. This demon bitch! I'll wipe my own ass. Welcome back, dabblers. You got uh, people time here. Uh, how do you feel? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how are you doing today? Me or the dabblers? Uh, you. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you grumpy? No, I'm not grumpy. Oh, okay. I'm actually in a pretty, pretty stellar mood. Yeah, me too. Yeah, pretty not not great. Not great. Pretty not so amazing, great, fun, awful. Why? I don't know. It's my natural setting. Oh. <laughs> I'm kind of a grumpy ass. But not today, not in this moment. No, because we're here to teach some fucking history. Mother of God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually always want, you know, we've done this so many times now mm. of our beginning intro. That I'd like to invite our dabblers to join us in when I say, welcome to the show. Oh, I mean... Show program. Oh, program. You do this with me all the time. How do you not know it's program? Pilgrim. Program? So, yeah. I don't know. Whenever I listen to podcasts and they always have like kind of a similar same thing they always say, I like to say it along with them once I've caught on. Like out loud? Oh, yeah. I'll be at work and everything and just, yeah. (laughs) I sing the Knackers and the Breeze song all the time. (laughs) And then all the people around me go, what are you doing? And I don't answer. I I just keep working. Like mind your own fucking business is what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess I do that, but in my head, if I know the theme song, we don't have a theme song. We don't. Every one of our episodes has an original. It's unique. Um, slam and beat recorded by yours truly, and I'm fucking like, I love it. I'm getting, I'm getting comparisons to Kanye West, Jay Dilla. <laughs> People are like, those are dope, and I'm like, I know that. It's fire. I, I think is what they say. Usually, yeah, fire. Yeah. Um. Just awesome, mm-hmm. and then usually uh, little clips from that episode are then sprinkled in there, like yeah. just artistic beat. And um, no, I I go through the whole episode and I listen for th- for comments that are in uh, time and note with the song, so it's all one piece. You know, there's someone that's it's laborious. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> what do you know, guy? Yeah, well, our timing is different. We use different weird timing. Yeah, it's people timing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's where my brain's at. It's on the people time. It's a totally different place. Well, welcome to the program. Holy fucking balls, shit, and sweat. What's your name? Supreme Chancellor of Dollar Tree. Supreme Chancellor of Dollar Tree. All hail. All hail. I'm trying to figure out where the mix is. Dollar Tree, okay. It's like all a dollar, right? Yeah. And then Supreme Chancellor of that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that like, any, is there any reference I should be, uh... Nope. That's straight out of my weird brain. Nice. I just think that Dollar Tree is such a successful business platform that whoever's in charge is probably not a CEO. It's like a supreme... Chancellor. Chancellor. Yeah. And they probably have a lot of cool stuff always around them, like crappy little squirt guns and cap guns. And... <laughs> just expired crackers. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love the Dollar Tree. I got no problem with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm the supreme chancellor. Is Dollar Tree everywhere? Is it even nationwide? I guess I don't know. So it's a store that's 
everything in there is generally, not all, but generally it's a dollar or less. Yeah, it's just cheap. Granted, I think it's that's now changed even now, I think, with inflate, inflation. I don't even know how they stay in, in business. Yeah, it's usually really weird, dinky stuff. Mm-hmm. I bought my dog a Halloween costume there. No, that's adorable. I mean, it wasn't already there. Like, I went and bought, like, those cheap kids uh, sheriff toy things. <laughs> yeah. So I got him a badge and a gun. He's a sheriff? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's always protecting the house. I always call him sheriff. <laughs> but the clack gun that I bought him makes him nervous. <laughs> he doesn't like it. So we can't we can't shoot it because yeah. he, he, he hides under the couch. Yeah. So we can put the gun in his belt, mm-hmm. but he can't shoot it. It makes him... He doesn't... Yeah. No. That's fine. It's... That's his. That's how he operates. That's he, how he sheriffs. Yeah, he would <laughs> rather not draw his weapon if he doesn't have to. He's just being responsible. And here, here I am, just wildly shooting the damn thing in the house. And he's like, "I gotta get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> you got it covered. It looks like you got it covered. You're you're protecting the house now. I'm gonna hide under the bed. <laughs> thanks, sheriff. Good job. Yeah. All right, well, Chancellor. Thanks. Yeah. What What are you doing? What's up? Oh, uh, I'm Guy Montag. Hmm. Guy Montag. Mm-hmm. Is it like the man, the Maytag man? Nope. It's not like that? No, it's a character from Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. You are a big... Uh, I like it. Yeah, you like burning books. No. One of your last no. names, you talked about how you didn't like how black people read. So maybe the, you, there's like a whole theme there. What? Yeah. I don't remember. What? I don't remember the episode. I, I said I don't like that black people read? <laughs> I, I that's feel like what, you're either misquoting that's me. That's what I took away from it. Uh, you took away something like... Oh, you said your name was Bernard Black. Oh, Bernard Black of Black Books. And then you said of oh, Black Books, and you don't like people reading in your store. No, that's and right. Like, and then you, you like... made up a whole bunch of nonsense. I don't think it's nonsense. I just think Bernard is a raving racist. I've never been Bernard Black, though, because I'm Guy Montag. All right, well, do you have a fun fact for our dabblers? I think it's pretty fun. And for myself. Well, it's about a... Uh, no longer recognized, but old position in the British royalty. Because mm. we've been fucking with Britain lately. We have been. A little bit. Earl of Sandwich. Yeah. We got uh, Joni of Arxland today. Today, yeah. Ada Lovelace is coming up. She's British. She's British? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Go Britain. Yeah, Juan worked with Britain. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Poo. The Pooge. Poojal. Yeah, we do a lot of British people for me acting like I hate them. Mm-hmm. But you don't. There's two things that you like to pretend to hate that I know you don't. Yes. Britain. Uh-huh. And that you're a real nerd. Jews is the other thing you should have said. <laughs> no. Because you're like, no, you actually people, are an anti-Semite. <laughs> people are going to believe that. Yeah, the people that you work with that listen to this are going to be like, is he though? Like, I've never heard him talk about it in work. Can't tell. Maybe it's because he wants to keep his job, but then on his podcast, he's like pretty anti-Semite. Hey, the joke is only good if I never cave. So, fuck England, fuck the Jews. I'm not a nerd. Okay. Um, I'm your typical jock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else can know why we're laughing, but I know why we're laughing. No offense. You guys. Probably, I'm not jock. Think uh, opposite jock, and that's yeah, both of us. Both of us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Tall, lanky, nerdy guy. <laughs> no, I got no problems with anybody. You're all fine. Except Woody Allen. Yeah. Who did... Slipped me a very cute note today that he wanted me to read on the show. Oh, and what was that note? Um, let me pull it out. It says, uh, please send help. I'm trapped in a psychotic man's basement. Mm-hmm. Please send help. I'm innocent. I do love children. 
sexually, but I don't, but help me please. Right. And I think he was hoping that I would pass that along to somebody give else it to the police or something. But obviously, um, Woody a- does listen to the show cause I make him. So what happened to your note, Woody is I'm going to eat it and then shit when it comes out, I'm going to shit it on your lap. Yeah. I'm going to give you your note back. And that's going to be your food for that week. Because nobody has uh, tried to save him. No one has gone into the comments or anything. So no, maybe nobody cares. Maybe they're hoping, like, I think eh, maybe I'll just. Uh, so it's the only takeaway I can get. Yeah. Clearly. Because we've gotten is... comments of other stuff. I've had lots of people <laughs> comment on, but not anything about. So. Hey, the people have spoken by not speaking. Yeah. And I'll take that silence as a affirmation. All right. Well, what's our uh, what's our fun fact? It's a, oh, it's a position in old British royalty called the groom of stool. Groom of stool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> so it's a position that the king would have in which a gentleman would assist in his bowel movements. Uh, he would assist in the bowel movement itself? Well, he did just... Massage the stomach? Everything involved. Like, <laughs> really? They carried like a very pretty decorative box around, which was just for shitting in. <laughs> Everywhere the king went, they went with him with his shit box. And they carried fresh water and towels. Mm-hmm. And they also were supposed to monitor his diet and meal times. Oh, so this is not just... This is like the whole shebang. It's a whole fucking job. Yeah. And before giant weirdo Henry VIII, it was actually sort of a smaller time job. Some kings didn't even use it. They were like, I'm fine. I'll wipe my own ass. Yeah. But then others, yeah, would get up their own ass about needing their ass wiped. Right. And Henry was so into that that he made the groom of stool like a high ranking official. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a high position of of nobility. (laughs) Yeah. Like after Henry VIII, we know their names. Like they're important. That's how famous... Henry VIII was that is if you wiped his ass, you became famous. We know who you are in history. That's now. all it took is wiping his fucking ass. Oh, that's funny. Well, and I uh, a lot of the articles I read said that there's no indication that that was their job, but I think that's pretty well implied. Right. It's all implied like we don't know, so that means yes, they someone wiped at his least ass. carried the box and probably come on wiped his ass. Henry VIII did not wipe his own ass. There's no, no way. Matter of fact, I wouldn't mind having a. A groom of stool, is that what's called? Yeah. It'd be pretty funny to try to introduce that around in modern day, just walking around like, yeah, so who's this guy that always hangs out with you? He's like, oh yeah, no, that guy wipes my ass. Yeah, it's my groom of stool. See that box he's carrying? It's Josh. Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's Josh. Just follows me around. Yeah. yeah. Good good guy. He's not so bad. Good wiper. He's pretty efficient. Really good wiper. Yeah. Uh, he uses a rotation method. He swirls counterclockwise, which is how I prefer it. Right. He's a good swirler. I appreciate him. Well, that's nice. A groom of stool to wipe the king's ass. That's yeah. a fun fact. I like that. And uh, yeah, around Henry VIII's time, because it's such an intimate position, you know, they spend so much private time with the king, they started to become like political because they knew shit. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah. You're hearing all these like inside secrets as you're just wiping away. Yeah. Like the king started talking to him, like well, I mean, getting their advice, etc. It's pretty intimate when you're... It's pretty fucking when intimate. you're in there and you're digging in there and he's like, so... How are the peasants? <laughs> you start doing small talk, and next thing you know. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, this is a guy, his whole entire job is shit. Yeah. Literally. So the king's like, well, I guess I can tell you stuff. You're the shit guy. I'll tell you all the shit. Well, it was absolved. Um, it in, was? In the 18, or sorry, 1550s. Oh. Why was it absolved? I don't know. I guess they just, uh, well, at one point, there was not a king. It was a queen. It was Elizabeth 
the first. Oh. And she had a first lady of the bedchamber, but I guess felt that she didn't need it. So it kind of just disappeared. And I don't think... Tampon! Huh? Tampon! <laughs> yeah. Where's my first lady? Well, uh, I don't think our modern uh, monarchy over there having somebody wipe their ass, which is very sad for me to hear. Yeah. I actually want to know that the queen is getting her ass wiped right now. All this she probably is, just not anybody with a title. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I think they just called him a nurse or something. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's just Hank. He just lives in a closet and, and wipes her ass. Nice. Yep. Sends me emails about it. Hank. Love him. I better not talk too much about it. I don't want to get you too excited. Oh, I'm getting a little excited right now. Well, we're doing St. Joan of Arc. Oh, she's officially uh, she is sainted. She is. Um, we'll get into a little bit of that as well. She's also known as the Maid of Orléans. What? Huh? Orléans. Sure. So there's a lot of French pronunciations here, and I think I nailed a lot of it down pretty good. All right. It's a little hard because I wrote the correct spelling of it. Yeah. And then I wrote the phonetic of to help me remember. I do that. Yep. And Orléans is spelled Orleans, <laughs> so it's kind of. If I'm reading, I you know. I know New Orleans is yeah, it was a French colony, so they are New Orleans. Wonder why they went with Orleans? Probably because we were English, English speaking, yeah. and so we we're like it spelled Orleans. We're a little rough on the sides. Yeah, I do like when Americans try to pronounce French. That's how it goes. We just go good. Yeah, we just sort of stick our tongue out. We're like it's good. Well, in my opinion, Orleans, and then it sounds like how I had to write out phonetically was Orly, hmm. and then ugh. You just kind of give up halfway oh, through the word. <laughs> well, that's what the French do. Yeah. They, they give up halfway. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, brutal. Ugh. All right. But yeah. Ugh. So there's going to be a couple of French words I'm going to try to say as best I can. If, if you're from France, I'm super sorry if it sounds um, shitty. Yeah, whatever. I listened to the uh, pronunciations over and over on a lot of these, so I tried. We'll uh, do the best we can with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, usually when we're pronouncing stuff, we're definitely murdering it, so... So we're talking about the, I mean, we're talking about the 1400s for the most part where Joan's, what we're going to be talking about with Joan. And with the 1400s, man, I learned a lot about, uh, more about Catholics and saints. And uh, no, it's crazy. Uh, we talked a little bit in Rasputin about how they believed in mysticism or at least there was a good chunk of people that believe in mysticism as well as, you know, religious stuff and spiritual things. But sure. the 1400s just seems bananas. Um, the middle <laughs> the middle ages are just uh, sorcery and witches and everyone's... Hey, man. Yeah. That's why it was the dark ages, you know? Yeah. They all, they, yeah. It's... Culture fucked up. I'm pretty sure you can just make any claim and then you'll get a following. Someone will believe it. That's, <clears throat> it's just weird, man. It's, yeah. That's all people need sometimes is a loud voice. Yeah. And the perception of magic. So before I really get into the start of Joan, I do want to do a little bit of background because, one, you need the context, especially to know why she's so great. But it's also pretty interesting shit, and it's crazy. You could do a whole entire podcast on what's called the Hundred Years' War. How long did it last? <laughs> it lasted 116 years. So it's a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, they should have named it the 116 Years War. I don't know why it's named the 100 Years War. Yeah. And even then, it's broken up into like three different sections is what historians usually do. And there's like times of treaties and peace where there's not war. And then they like betray each other and stuff. And really, the war doesn't necessarily even stop after 116 years. That just kind of stops, but not really. Like mm -hmm. It picks back up again a little bit later on. They just decided that this was a good section of time frame. It just made sense that for the topics of why they were going to war. Yes. And the reason why 
to kind of give some context of what's going on with the Hundred Years' War. All right, so if you're imagining modern-day France, and then you have England, who's just north of it. Right. You got a little bit of the channel between them. Yes. So what's going on with the Hundred Years' War is England has come down into France and started taking over territories. For? For resources, for power, taxes, everything. The general take over shit yeah england does that england does that they mm-hmm. kind of take over a lot of areas often throughout history yeah but so they've come down and throughout the whole entire year it's just back and forth between france and england trying to take over the territory yeah england keeps getting pulled away to go battle like the irish and other people yeah and france is able to take back some of the land and then the english is like hey 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 and they come back down and take back over <laughs> so if you think of like most of northern france Pretty much, most of northern France is is now under English control. At weird, this, yeah. So weird sauce. So this is all just a Monty Python bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Your mother was a hamster. And to give an idea, like three million people died in the Hundred Years' War. So that's that's hilarious. There's a lot of death, I guess. It's know? a lot of fun. I won't go into the Black Death too much. That happened during the Hundred Years' War, which is yeah, that's fun. I, I have a bunch of notes on it, but it really doesn't pertain anything to her. It lasted a hundred years. And six. 116. 16. Yeah. And it sucked. Yeah. And it, and it was awesome. You know, I think it's weird that these wars, because we still talk about them. 100 Years War is probably one of the biggest medieval, like, Middle Ages war. Well, it's like... Um, it's most notable. How many of those wars that are just floating in the historical ether? 100 Years War, Crimean War, the War of 1812. Yeah. They all sound... Seven Years War. Yeah. Russo Sino War. They all sound like it's something I should know, and I don't. Well, we can go a little bit. We are going to go a little bit into it with Joan for sure because she's near the end of the Hundred Years' War. Sweet. So I want to do People Time War Edition. Every now and then, where the person we're doing yeah. is a war, as a concept. And we'll make sex jokes about that. And then our wives can't get mad at us because we're not objectifying a person. We'll be objectifying an idea. Yeah. And I love that a fucking idea all day. It's the well, best hits. And I would, I would definitely encourage anyone to check out the Hundred Years War if you're interested, because we do people and not events. So you, we can talk about a lot of different people throughout the Hundred Years War, and you get a lot of good context. But it's one of those ones that's really crazy because you have a lot of royal blood, and the king is cheating on his wife, and who Sweet. gets the throne of England? Who gets the throne of France? And it's like <laughs> bananas. So if you get dive into it, it gets weird, and it's almost kind of hard to follow. I, yeah. I went into it quite a bit, but more on the back end where Joan is. So. Yeah. You did a lot of research like that for um, for Winston Churchill, yeah. where the uh, the Boer War and all that shit, and, and some of his, what his family was fucking with. Yeah. I'm starting to think you're an Inglophile. I love a saxophile, England. but in this case, is that what it is? Uh, yeah, saxo, whiteophile, uh, Anglo, Anglophile. Yeah, I think that's what you are. That sounds like white supremacy or white supremacy, white power, <laughs> white kind of. No, <laughs> I don't. Bad. I don't think white people are superior. I just am. I just find them better than everyone else. That's what an Anglophile would say. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm not an Anglophile then. <laughs> I think we just made up a new word. You're though. not an Anglophile. You're a pedophile. <laughs> oh, you dick! That was. God, that was the greatest joke ever written. <laughs> Fuck you, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, no, I think you're an Anglophile. I don't. I'm not saying that derogatorily. Just, oh. I'm just pointing it out. I think you're. I think you're super into English history. Well, in England, took over fun. places. So I mean, they're yeah, kind of, they're kind of all over, anyways. They touched everybody. Yeah, they touched them. Well, let's fast forward. So we're gonna fast forward to when Joan is born. 
It's about 75 years into the Hundred Years' War, to give you a little bit of context. If we're near the back end of it. When she's born? Yes. And to give you a little bit more context, France isn't looking super great during this time frame. Mm. England has been kind of beating them down pretty good. They go back and forth, but yeah. during this time frame, England has taken over Paris. They've taken over <laughs> a lot of different areas and beat the French pretty bad. And, and a couple, like, there's two main battles that they beat them in recently. Hey. And, and the French are kind of. Their military's not super great. They're not feeling good. That's an historic theme, man. So that's where you're at. They're they're demoralized. Why is it that you hear from historians that France has all this great supremacy, and then you read history and they suck balls? Well, let's and Paris find out. gets taken over. So in the year 1412, <laughs> 1412, Joan is born. Now Joan of Arc. I thought that was a title, Joan of Arc. That's what it sounds like. Like, a- but it's not. So it's not like Earl of Sandwich. Yeah, yeah, it's not. No. Ah. So her her father's surname is is Ark, or really it's D A R C. So it's like, but we now put apostrophe as in of, like the Ark. So she's Joan of Dart. Yeah, Dark or Dart or Dars or Darks or Tark. Like there's eighteen different ones. Nobody actually really knows, but they think it's D A R C. Why do they not know? Oh, they just don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah. Because it's like a dead surname. And matter of fact, Joan's probably not even pronounced the way we pronounce it. It's like the English version. Well, it's French, so it's bleh. It's Jean or something like it's that. It's Jean. Yeah. I'm the worst. <laughs> so it's not a title. She's not Joan of anything. So that really is just saying... You know her her full name. Yeah, John of Johnson. Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Pretty much. Alrighty. So she's born in a town called Domremy. Uh, actually, that makes me think of the people time dabblers party I want to have called the Dahmer party. Oh boy. <laughs> We're gonna serve uh, very specific hors d'oeuvres. That's kind of a, at the Dahmer party. It's a meat that is a delicacy in some places of the world. I'm sure. Very hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> Domremy is the northeastern. France today, if you were looking at a map today, it's okay. kind of northeastern side. So it hasn't been taken over yet, but during Joan's childhood, actually, they tried to light it on fire, like the enemy <laughs> came over English. <laughs> you also have a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on. Besides France fighting England, you also have a couple of people that are French who are taking the side of England. Yeah. So it splits off. So you have like... So they're like just giving up or they're like, no, nah, we like the English. Yeah, they have pledged allegiance to the English. Hey, all right. Yeah, it's they, kind of weird. There's like three parties essentially. There's there's France, like it, there's yeah. the French, and they are their own people. And then there's England, and these guys are fighting. And there's a branch off of France who's like, no, we're kind of on England side. So, Time. so her parents are Jacques and Isabella. Ooh. Yeah. And they ran a farm. Her father was essentially the local watch. What what is watch? He's like the town's watch, I guess, just to make sure, I guess, the English, if they're going to be coming by, oh. he like tries to report it to other people like, oh, the English are walking this way. Like, shit, we got to go tell other towns that are further south of us. John Revere shit. And so his dad, I, I, I misunderstood watch. I thought you meant he was like a watchmaker. He's like a military watch the town guy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's the local watch. So Joan ho- helped mostly around the house. She didn't really do a lot in the farm. She says this later. She wasn't really about the cattle and the sheep. She helped a little bit, but she was more about sewing they smell like shit. and spinning. A matter of fact, she gets so good that they consider her to be a master ah, spinner. Spinner. And she even has a quote saying that she feared nobody when it came to sewing. <laughs> she- what a thing to master to the point where you're like cocky. Like, yeah, what up? Yeah. You got a hole? We'll sew it. <laughs> 
Anybody else? Nah, just me. I'm sure it's important. You probably need you know, <clears throat> someone to do clothing. If you were good at it and fast at it, that's sure profitable. Yeah. Go Joan Jet. Yeah. But she was described by many as being pretty, having a woman's voice, which I guess is good yeah. because she's a woman, so that makes sense. Yeah, the opposite would be strange. <laughs> she had a very cheerful face, though. A lot of people said she was kind of bright, and she kind of I'm lit up the room. I'm going to Google her face. You can't. I can. Watch me. I mean, you can. Good luck. <laughs> but you mean because there's no official... Uh... Yeah. So she never sat down for like a painting. No. Bummer. I mean, she's a peasant. Um, she does get to be notable later, but as far as I'm aware, there's no actual, like, this is exactly what she looked like. It was wow. like depictions of people later after she died. Um, made paintings of what they think she looked like, but it wasn't like... Whether like... They looked at her while painting her. What does a master spinner with a woman's voice look like and they just paint it most people painted her i probably a little bit more glorified but people did say she was attractive and so i think they just kind of well dark hair attractive you I'll know, paint that girl all the paintings do have a similar kind she's like she has a very round face very petite looking yeah i mean you can find some more she even has like red hair in the paintings it's weird i don't know but she was hmm. said to have dark hair but yeah, uh, she at a young age she actually found pleasure in fine arms and liked did. noble fighting like she liked knights and stuff she thought they were cool who doesn't yeah 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 knights are cool which kind of gives a little bit of insight of what's gonna so she's kind of a tomboy oh yeah sweet matter of fact i wasn't gonna mention this because i don't think it's even worth mentioning but some people thought that some historians believe she might have been possibly trans or gay all right Um, there's not really a whole lot to go off of either way is fine it doesn't matter either way so i don't know why it matters like some some historians think trans like she wanted to be a man? Possibly, yeah. Wow, so they actually have that speculation to the point where they'll be willing to say it. But the speculation, you'll learn why. Um, I might be kind of just more speculative. Not that I think there's anything wrong with her being trans, if that's the case. I just think it's kind of maybe a leap based off of what we know. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. But while she was young, historians believe that her village was burned down, along with other villages. Bummer. And Genghis Khan. No, by the English. So she might have already been kind of aware of the scenario at a pretty early age. What scenario? That the French and the English were fighting each other. That she's kind of in a war-torn area. Could you imagine? Yeah, like just being born in the middle of a war. You're like, wait, I have to do what? Yeah, like this is before she's 10 and she's like... Most kids just get a Nintendo. Like, I have to, what? I have to hate somebody immediately? Yep. And because of this, she didn't really get a real education. She's just a sewing person. She just sews. She's a sewer. Yeah. She's a boy sewer. I have to kind of go back a little bit to give more context about this time frame. In 1420, when Joan is about eight years old, something strange happens with the current king of France. Mm -hmm. This is King Charles VI. Okay. Also known as King Charles the Mad. The Mad? Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, he's been going insane actually for a little while now at this point, but... Like actually insane? Like actually insane. (laughs) Sweet. Matter of fact... That's uh, who you want in charge. That's what we're doing here in America right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Historians think that he actually might have been schizophrenic. Oh! They would have not known that at the time, but like severe schizophrenic. Wouldn't they think that he was like possessed or something probably? Back then, they had no idea what was going on, but you have to remember back then, you were ordained by God to be a king, right? You had the royal blood... God ordains you. God can't be wrong. So if you are terrible at ruling a country, it doesn't matter. They don't just throw you out. They just try to, like, work with you. Because they just think God wants this dipshit 
Yeah. You have to deal with For that. For some reason, that's what. And that's funny because everybody that's thinks awesome. that. Like, even the English think this. So, like, even though they're fighting each other, both of them think God's on their people side. People think that now. It's true. Yeah, there are people God who think. God bless America. Oh, my God. Yeah. If there is a God, hey. Pick who, a side. <laughs> who wants Donald Trump <laughs> in kidding. office? Yeah. You're not my God, bitch. Yeah. Strike me down. I'm atheist. It doesn't matter. Strike me down! But, I mean. We it, got words! <laughs> So, I mean, to kind of give you a little bit of context, before this time, uh, earlier in King Charles VI's life, he went on a hunting trip, and his first bout of insanity, he was on a hunting trip with his own men, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, he just drew his sword and slayed one of his own guys, like, killed him on the spot, and when, like, the rest of the men, like, turned around, uh. and like, what's going on? He started attacking everybody, including his own brother who was there with him, uh. and it took them all to like jump on him because they didn't want to kill him he's the king yeah so they're trying to restrain him before they can restrain him he actually kills three more guys <laughs> so he killed four of his own men randomly and nobody knows what the hell's going on but again he, he could never explain it no he actually ends up from this point on continues to have he goes lucid every once in a while where he can like oh yeah i'm, I'm clear-headed i can do whatever and he's actually making good calls but the problem is then he goes through a bout of insanity where he does a lot of weird shit. Like to the point where That's awesome. When I say weird, he forgets his own name, he doesn't recognize his wife, he thinks he's made of glass and goes and hides in cupboards because if he gets touched, <laughs> he'll break. I'm not joking you. This is this isn't a joke. This is what Well, I'm he trying to did. Like, decide what he has. I, I yeah, schizophrenia could fit that or some kind of extreme dementia a lot depending of, on how old he is. Uh, during that time frame, he wasn't that old when he, well, at least when he slayed his own men, it was like, the reason why they think schizophrenia is because they think generally it pops up in your twenties and thirties. And that's when he slayed his yeah. own men was around that time frame. Oh man, that's nuts. They think it started to hit him. And then obviously they don't have any kind of knowledge of this. They're just like, Oh, he's just, he's just crazy. He's just bananas. So they, uh, he's just King bonkers. Yeah. That's, we're just going to let him be King bonkers. And the reason why I'm bringing any of this up is because during this time frame, 1420, when Joan is eight years old, mm-hmm. he declares that his own son is not his son. Sure. Yeah, because he's, not. he's insane right now. No, Satan impregnated my wife. I saw it. Dude, he, has, he doesn't say Satan, but he says oh, that but- his own son, which is his own son for real. Yeah. But he says that it's illegitimate child of his wife, that he's a bastard. And he's not his kid. From somebody. I don't know. So he banishes his son away. Oh, man. And his son is the next heir to the French throne. Oh, yeah. Everybody's fucking nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, whoa. <clears throat> and the people don't know all about his insanity, necessarily. I mean, they do later on. But mm. they're kind of like, okay, so who's the next heir? Well, King Charles VI. He's like, my penis. He's the only one I can trust. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. It's made of glass. Got to be careful with it. Be careful. Yeah. Tug gently. <laughs> but because he's the current king of France, his son was supposed to take the air. He actually pledges, though, his daughter to Henry V, which is the king of England. Oh, weird. So even though they're fighting and battling each other, he actually is saying, like, no, the king of England should actually be the king of France, too. So everybody's kind of like, whoa, that's pretty weird. Like, that was a weird call, buddy. So that's what's going on during this time frame. Oh yeah, he also claimed that he was Saint George. Uh, yeah, Saint George, who died like over a thousand years before this point. So he thinks he's he thinks he's the reincarnated, or just, just is just is. I just am. That's just another part I just want to throw in because he said a lot of crazy. So I hid under a rock for a thousand years, and now I'm king. I love that he thinks he's glass and will break. Though that's my favorite one. That's so odd. Yeah, and apparently that's also happened with other people. Like they think that same thing that they're 
fragile and can break. It's a typical symptom to schizophrenia. I'm not sure if schizophrenia, but there's been multiple cases of people saying that same huh. thing. So, man, I always thought that I was a little bit crazy, and I always thought I might have schizophrenia when yeah. I was younger. But I was like, if you don't have symptoms by 25, you're straight. And so when I turned 25 and I was still weird but not sick, I was like, cool, we, we avoided it. <laughs> we made it. We're fine now. We're fine now. Well, and I hate to say, I'm, I have to say this because I feel like schizophrenia is one of those things that people think, like, if you're schizo, then you, you're murderous and stuff. And that's not the case. No. In this case, he has severe, possibly, schizophrenia if he does. It's severe and it's... We have different, there's different kinds of schizophrenia. Yeah. And depending on how aggressive they are, or how they apply, it's all totally different. It's a yeah. crazy disease. So he probably has some version of paranoid schizophrenia yep. that does cause violent outbursts when aggravated. But that's not or can. all schizophrenia. Can. Yeah. Certainly. Most of the time, they actually uh, go the other way and just hide a lot and scream at shadows. Yeah. Which is a really great fucking life. So jealous. The son of the king, King Henry the Seventh. Mm-hmm. King Henry the Seventh. <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure you remember this shit. He gets cast away, and he's not really the king at this point, right? Because his father's the king. He is called the Dolphin. I'm sorry, Dolphin. The Dolphin. That's what I always thought too, Dolphin. But it's Dolphin. It's the Dolphin, and that just means that you're the heir to the throne. So that's that's his title right now. Okay. He's just the prince, right? He's, he's supposed to be the next in yeah, line. He's coming up. He gets cast away from his father's, you know, presence. Yeah. And two years later, in 1422, both King Charles VI, the crazy guy, right? Right. And King Henry of England, they mm-hmm. both die. Just in the same year? Yeah, like a month apart. From what? Well... King Henry the Sixth was natural causes. Basically, he was old and he just died. Too much fish and beer. Yeah. So they die, and it's funny though because this leaves France in a state of who's in charge. You have the king who just died of France, who said that his son is not his son, and he said that Henry, King Henry the Fifth, should be taken over. Mm-hmm. He also just died. So this leaves France in a state of who's in charge. We need the dolphin. Well, and some people believe that. The other possible point would be then King Henry's son, King Henry V, who just died. Okay. Problem yeah. is, is he's one years old right now. <laughs> Put him in charge. Fuck, the last guy was nuts. <laughs> and most people, most people are like, that's ridiculous. He's not going to be the king of England eh, and France. Come on. His advisors can run the shit, and we can invent, we can go back to democracy. Yeah. You fucking weirdos. So, King Henry VII, King Henry VII. <laughs> yep, get used to that, bitches. He proclaims to be the king, but he's not officially the king of France. He's half king? He's considered by some to be the king of France. I'm kingish. Not by everybody. King-ish. He also has England, who has infiltrated halfway into his country and has taken control. Yeah. And he's not really doing a whole lot to take it back at this time. Because hmm. he's, he's trying to figure shit out. So the Hundred Years' War is at a lower point where they're like, for France, yeah, England is reaping the rewards right now. They've taken over yeah. half France, and they're they're doing their thing. So now you have context. Now you know what's going on for why Joan. Oh, I thought we were doing Henry VIII. I know, right? What are we doing here? So Joan. No, it's good to have context. Joan in 1425 is 13 years old, and she claims to begin having spiritual visions. Oh, and heard the voice of God. That's not good. That's and, not a good sign. Well. Let's see. Hey, it worked for Harriet Tubman. Yeah. So she claims to hear the voice of God as well as 
Catholic saints. Now, we're talking not I feel inspired by the Spirit of God, but I audibly hear him give me directions. Mm -hmm. Whoa! Yeah. It's mostly the saints. So she talks about hearing the voice of God, or at least getting messages from God, and it's kind of, it's up in the air uh, in my research if it was like God speaking to her, or if God speaking to her through saints, so it's not directly from God. Uh, But she's still hearing something. Yes, she's definitely hearing voices, and they are claiming to be saints that have already died, right? That's lucky. Usually schizophrenia is not that fun. Normally they're like, you suck, kill yourself. And maybe it's schizophrenia, maybe not. It you. Your neighbor's in the CIA. But I think the saints that she chose to tell others that she heard, whether that she... That's the thing is, I don't know if she actually heard voice or not. I think she believes she did. Um, well, there's that, yeah. Yeah. But the saints that she chose are well-known saints, first of all. One of them is, this, is Saint Michael, the archangel, as Whoa, in the, the prince messenger and commander of God's army. He's the dude who physically thrust Satan down. Yes. He's the motherfucker. So he's the one who expelled Satan from heaven. To Chris Farley prayed directly to. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he's the one who destroyed Satan, and in Revelations, he's supposed to fight Satan again, or the Antichrist. Yeah, man. And When you think of that angel-devil war up there, I think Michael's like the badass. He's the commander of the army, of God's army. So he's all fighting powerful. Yeah. He's the motherfucking guy you want to talk to. Now, she also claimed to hear from St. Catherine of Mm. Alexandria. Okay. Who was another saint that Joan... Well, there's some similarities you'll find out with this saint, the next saint, and even Joan herself. But St. Catherine lived about like 1,100 years before Joan. Hmm. But she's popular. She's well-known to yeah. people who you know are Catholic. And she converted to Christianity at a young age. St. Catherine did. Yeah. And she converted hundreds of people to Catholicism. Go, Catherine. Yeah. They she's, all got touched, but that's not her fault. Maybe so, yeah. And this is the Greek Orthodox Church, if anyone cares. I did not. Yeah. Wait. That we're talking about, like, of the Catholicism she... St. Catherine, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was trying to preach that. She converted a lot of people. How she converted people is pretty crazy because she converted herself, you know, or at an early age, she was converted herself. And yeah. then she went out to preach about it, and she ran into the Roman Emperor uh, Maxentius. Sure. Those guys all have cool names. Maxentius. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. And, uh, yeah, he did not like Christianity, so he took her and... Uh, decided that they were going to have a debate because she was converting people. All right. And he got a bunch of religious philosophers to get into the same room with her, and they start debating, and she wins, apparently. Go Catherine. So well so that she starts converting the people that she's debating against. Hmm. Now, the emperor didn't think this was going to happen. It upset him, so he threw her into a cell. I did not see this coming. I'm going to murder you. Yeah. He thought he was just going to win, and then be like, see? I don't like when this doesn't go my way. I have guys who wipe my ass. Mm-hmm. Don't like it when you... Upset me. Yeah. Woman. So Catherine was brutally tortured in front of many people. She was whipped so badly that basically her whole body was one big giant wound. Hmm. She's bleeding profusely. And because she didn't die, the emperor was like, I'll throw you in a cell and you'll just starve to death. (laughs) That's easiest. Now, for whatever reason, many people were able to go visit her. And when they did, they said that her wounds had been healed and it must have been healed by angels. She was also fed by doves from God, supposedly. Uh, by the way, this is all if you believe in Yeah, If you're Catholic, you should probably already know this shit, I would imagine. I didn't know any of this, so I don't know how don't popular know, it is today. They got so many saints, I bet it's not. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. But nonetheless, is she ends up coming out of her cell. Later on, they like open up the cell and like has a sweet perfume smell. 
She is has no wounds, oh. and she's more radiant and beautiful than ever. Saint Sexy Bones. The Emperor's like, oh my god, what? We should get married. You could be my princess. Jesus. And of course, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because you suck. And no. Christian is the correct religion, all that shit. He's right? like, damn it, bitch. I have to do this again? So he gets mad. And Whip like, her. Fine. Then I'm going to wheel you. And this is freaking crazy. Wheel? Wheel. I don't like where this is this going. This is a weird, in my opinion, it's a stupid torturing device. So they took a wheel. Picture a, a wagon wheel. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing in my head. And use it as a weapon. They just It's such a stupid weapon. Just way. hit her with a wheel? They basically like whack, tie you down to the ground, whack. and the wheel will have spikes on it, and then they break your legs with it, and then they break your arms. It's supposed to be painful and slow, wow. but the second that they brought the wheel out and it touched her, it shattered. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that totally happened. Tom Wheels is rolling in his grave. That's a misuse. Tom Wheels! Justice for Tom Wheels! That is a misuse of his product. Yeah. That never was his it intention. Seems also stupid. They'd also, like, crucify you on it after they beat the shit out of you. Sure, They'd why not? They'd tie you to the wheel and then, like, hoist you up. Humans I don't know. are the funniest, the dumbest it motherfuckers. Seems harder than just getting two stakes of wood. I don't know. Have you ever just, you know, cut a fucking person's head off or just... So it's funny you brought that up. You know what I mean? Because the Can't wheel... can we just be quick about it if you're going to be a dick? Since the wheel didn't work, the emperor just ordered her execution to be done by beheading her. And that time it worked. So God saved her from everything, but he can't stop sharp knives. He's like, look, I'm only so powerful. Look, I've saved you like six times now. You didn't Jesus. starve. You didn't get whipped to death. You didn't get wheeled to death. Now now it's up to you to do something. Oh, you're not going to? Okay. Well, he's like, Catherine, do you see how sharp that knife is? Yeah. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I can only do so much. Run. Try. Have you tried running? <laughs> have you tried le- leaving? <laughs> But so she dies as a martyr and becomes a saint and is very popular and well-known during Joan's time. And now her ghost talks to Joan. Yes. The way Tila Tequila talks to me. Yes. Equally frightening, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, There's one more saint, and it's very similar. I won't go too much into it like I did with Catherine. But there's Saint Margaret Anatosh, and it's a very similar story. It's a woman who was preaching, converted a lot of people to Christianity, met the Roman emperor, again, a different Roman emperor, not going to go well. Uh, he didn't like that she was preaching Christianity and threw her into a cell. Satan apparently appears as a dragon and tries to swallow up St. Margaret. Why would he do that? I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. Things are bananas. And people believe this stuff is true in the 1400s. So sure, they, they did believe in some dumb shit. But because she had a cross, the dragon had to spit her out because it made it, it was uncomfortable for his throat. But St. Margaret died again the same way. She was tortured and then she was beheaded after she converted a bunch of people. Which I'm assuming is... Um portentous for joan mm, 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 mm. i'm just assuming that yeah pretty close because i know that's what happened in uh, clarissa explains it all right they crucified her it was very shocking for a nickelodeon program <laughs> <laughs> wow this is brutal i did not see this coming is this is this supposed to be on during the day like this <laughs> <laughs> well it was the middle of summer and you know every all these latchkey kids are watching and their parents are at work so what are they gonna do yeah it's brilliant. Learn show. some history. Learn some history. That's what it said. They wrote that in her blood. Yeah. At the end of the episode. Learn some goddamn history. People yes. time and blood. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Before we run out, it's weird. I don't know how they saw that coming. They even had a hashtag, and we're like, "What is pound sign people time?" <laughs> so this is the people. These are the saints that Joan is telling other people that is talking to her, and they believe her. Uh, not so much at first. Okay. They think she's a weird 13-year-old girl. Yeah, she's quirky. That's fun. But 
according to Joan, these people are telling her that she, first they tell her, like, basically she just needs to be pious and live a good life and to save her virginity for God. Okay. Yeah. But a few years go by when Joan is 16. God does not like the sexy times. Yeah. When she's 16 years old, Joan receives another vision from these saints, and they tell her that she needs to go help hmm. Charles the Seventh. Charles the Seventh. <laughs> and that she needs to become a warrior. I don't ever see it coming. I know, and it's going to be. Oh man, I'm so sorry for our listeners, but I tell you what: by the time you're done listening to this episode, you will know King Charles the Seventh. You'll know him because there's King Louis, there's King Charles, there's King. I mean, you got going into England too, Henry, and so fucking, and crazy. they all have a number next to their name. So at least if anyone ever asks you who did Joan help, you can go King Charles the Seventh, because that's gonna be stuck in your fucking brain. Hey, if it works, maybe, or you'll just be annoyed, and I'm really sorry. Yeah, if you're annoyed by what we do, there are other fucking podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, no, you have to listen to us. Yeah, the Holy Ghost instructs you. And so do we. And we do. So, and Tila Tequila. Yeah. All sicker on you. It is not fun. No. She gets this oily, uh, I mean, really the only way to explain it is pussy juice, but it's ghost form. Jesus. It's fermented, and she gets it all over everything. Everything. And it doesn't come out, because it's oily. That's graphic. I know what it is. This is my life. <laughs> You're like, I'm living it. I'm Thank doing you. it. Yeah. I've banished her many, many times, and she finds a way back out. Yeah. So hmm. be careful. Listen to the show, or I'll, I'll sick her on you. Yeah, nobody wants that. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> so when she's 16 and she gets this revelation, she decides, okay, I got to go help Charles Seventh, And she rides to a nearby city. Um, I'm going to butcher how to pronounce this, but it's called... Bleh. Vokeler. Vokeler. Sure. Vokeler. The reason why is this is the nearest like city that's nearby that she can go to. Because mm. she wants to find the captain of the city and request that she get some armor. She gets a horse. And she needs a couple of men to escort her down to Charles Seventh. Why? So you can't really travel really as anybody safely by yourself around France at this time. Okay. People will just kill you. It's the Middle Ages in general. Even if there's not a war going on, I think uh, it's just fair. not okay. a yeah. good idea to travel by yourself. All right. Yeah, I get that. But especially with and her being a girl. 14, right? She's 16 at this time. Still, yeah. And especially being a girl at any age, if you travel by yourself, yeah, you know, you, you're going to get raped. Oh, no, yes. At least raped and probably then killed. There's a decent chance of that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really that much different. Yeah, that's just life. So that's why she wants to do this. When she first goes and finds this captain, the captain just says no. He's like, I'm not going to give you free shit. I don't care to spare six guys or however many guys you want. Well, who the fuck are you? Yeah. 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 To go find, you know, Charles you weird, VII. Weird little chick. Yeah. She keeps being persistent, though. Bugs the hell out of him. Matter of fact, at one point, he tells her that she should go home and tell her father to beat her because of <laughs> her requests. Like, get away. I'm a man. Yes. Leave me alone. Um, you little waif. Away from me. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, and nobody really knows why, the third time she comes back, he agrees to do it. Some people think it's because... Persistence. Rumor is getting around about her visions. She's been talking to people about it, and there was actually a prophecy that there was going to be a woman who was going to like free France and huh. was going to be a warrior. All right. So... Maybe he bought into that and was like, maybe this is her. Oh, you're the chick everyone's been talking about. Or maybe he was just really annoyed and was like, fuck it. I'll just spare it for now. I don't care. Also, what's the consequence? 
I mean, she goes down to the king. She says some wacky shit. He cuts her head off. Yeah. Whatever. So he does give her some armor, gives her a horse, and a few men to... Uh, it's six men to ride down with her to Chote de Chinon. Hey, that was a good job. Hey, thanks. I believed that. Yeah. Who knows if it's... It sounds pretty... Eh. I don't know. And that's where Charles VII is <laughs> residing right now. In, in Chateau. In Chateau. Yes. Yeah. I love how... Th- I actually like that word. Yeah, sounds very Frenchy. It's very which French. Which is nice, because it is, it is it, French. It is French. <laughs> sounds so, very French. It's convenient that it works out that way. Chateau. Yeah. I think it's actually more known as uh, Chinon, but uh, the full name, it all sounds nice. Where is this? It's southern France. Near- so, oh, okay. Yeah, this is where Charles VII has been hanging out, because when he got banished, and England kept taking over the north side, he's down here. He's able to rule southern France, sort of. Okay. But he's not really the king, so, yeah. Yeah, so they're still mixed up after, yeah. okay, so they're just kind of sorting that. Francis doesn't know who they should follow as a ruler at this time. Sounds like modern France. I don't know, what the fuck? I don't know that much about modern France, actually. I know a little bit. Hmm. I know that they are not cool to the Basque people, and they're getting weird about immigrants and Muslims. That's what I know. Are they? They banned the uh, the body burka on their beaches. That's weird. Why? Because they're dickheads. Everyone hates Muslims now. Who gives a shit? I'm fucking sick of it. Whatever. Who gives a fucking shit? Let them do their own thing. Yeah. Fucking just leave them alone. I don't know why. Yeah, so that's why she's getting escorts. She doesn't want to get raped. Um, They actually have her... It might have been by the men's request to be like, in order to keep you safe... You should wear men's clothing and... I mean... Just don't look like a girl. <laughs> they might, you know... I get that. People might come and attack us just because we have a girl with us. And they're like, <laughs> rape her! We'll kill the six guys! Who gives a shit? There's just roving bands of men like, what can we rape? I gotta rape. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I gotta, but if it's like, I gotta find a peasant. <laughs> yeah. But if it's seven dudes, they might just let seven dudes go by rather than six dudes and a chick. So she cuts her hair short. I don't know. Dudes have butts. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it's possible. They got heads. Yeah. Fuck a head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lips feel the same, I'm sure. It's the same. I can't tell the difference. All right. But yeah, so she cuts her hair. She dresses in men's clothing to help you know, not look like a woman, and they ride out towards Chinon. It takes 11 days to get there, by the way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be a trek. Which is fun, because I looked it up just for fun on Google of how long the drive would take if you were in a car. Yeah, it's about five hours. So that's <laughs> about the difference between riding on a horse that's nuts. and driving a car, you know. I did that, too, when I was looking at Genghis Khan, like how long it takes them to ride their horses, and I'm like, now you can drive. And it's you get, like, you it's get like, there. And... It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's currently on her way to meet the king and dressed as a boy. Yeah. Takes her 11 days. She gets there. And when she arrives, she wants to speak with Charles VII. And then I want to just let her in. Yeah, who the fuck are you? She tells him about her visions and everything. They're no, like, no, no. You got to trust me. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. I talk to Catherine. I'm like, you know how many people we hear that from every day? <laughs> like, this is, you're the 10th one. Yeah. So, yeah. Get the fuck out. But she's persistent, like she was before with the captain. Good for get, her. Yeah. So she keeps trying and... They tell Charles about this, and he's like, you know what, fine, let's test her then. She says she has visions. This is what I'm going to do. And I don't know why this is a test. It seems odd to me. But he says, I'm going to dress as like one of my courtship, mm. and I'm going to stick around them. We'll let her in, and when she comes in, let's see if she can figure out. If she's supposed to be sent from God to come talk to me, she should know 
who I am and come right up to me, even though she's never seen me before in her life. Doesn't know yeah, what I look like. It's not how visions work, but maybe. Yeah. So St. Michael's got her back. He's the man. What happens? Tell me. I believe it. I believe. I'm dresses in. up. I'm invested. Incognito. He stands next to his own men and kind of even hides a little bit. He tells them to open up the door so let her in. She comes in and walks straight up to him and says, I am here sent by God. Bam! And he is like, oh shit. Okay, let's go talk. That's what he heard in his mind. Fuck! Oh, this chick's not joking. Yeah. Yeah, he's not completely sure, but he's pretty impressed that she was able to no, do that. No, that's hell impressed. Yeah. Um, do you have any theories on how that would happen? I, nobody knows. Even historians don't know. They think that she walked in there and maybe noticed the king wasn't sitting on his throne or whatever and was just like, it's probably that guy. Maybe there's some tell that she saw that nobody else knows about. Could be that he was being unintentionally obvious where he was like trying to hide and she's like, oh, it's that dickhead. Yeah. I don't know. Or St. Michael told her. Or St. Michael told her. Yeah, nobody knows. That's what I, that's what I believe in. But... She walked right up to him, said, hey, I'm cool. sent from God. And then they decided to go have a private meeting. And she's telling him about her visions, that she needs to be a warrior for his sake to and make he, him be the official king of France. He knows that she's a woman. Yeah. Okay, I just, I know that yeah. it sucks I have to ask that, but. Yeah, no, she wasn't that hiding he, that from him. That, yeah, usually when it's a woman, they're like, oh, you're a lady? Get the fuck out. Yeah. <clears throat> but he well, knows, that's cool. I feel like that's kind of one of the main reasons why she, I feel bad because I, I always put this in a context like. She chose the saints that speak to her on purpose, and from her standpoint, she might have thought she was being told. But Strong she picked women, two women that and are then the martyrs. head of the army. Yeah, that there's a. I swear, there's a good, that's hey, good choices, good call for what she's wanting to do to yeah. convince other people. Well, yeah. you want to present a certain image. Yep, have that backup. So that's why I wanted to go a little bit into those saints, and that's who she's telling. Yeah, King Charles VII about. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why when people ask me who my spirit guides are. Lucille Ball, Dan oh. Aykroyd. Lucille Ball, who's Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, the act- actor. Yeah, but what is he in? I, I'm so bad uh, at games. Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers. Oh, that's right. He's a dark-haired guy. Yeah, and he's really into he's aliens. He's the one who made the State Puff. He's the one who thought of it in Ghostbusters. I don't know. Right? Did he? I don't yeah. know. I always thought everything with that was was a Lucille Ball. Great Ramis. choice. You know, without her, Star Trek wouldn't exist. Lucille Ball. Yeah. Not don't elaborate. We have to do a people yeah. time on Lucille Ball. Yeah. Okay, I love Lucille She's Ball. She's so great. I still watch that show too. She's my spirit animal. It's pretty her, good. Her and and I know Dan Aykroyd's still alive. I know. Don't. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. no, he's my spirit animal. It's different. Meta. It's metaphysical. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So they go have a private meeting. She tells him about her visions, and he's not convinced enough to say because what she tells him is, "Look, I can go liberate right now. You have the city of Orléans." Right. New right. old Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, yeah. right. Orleans. It's currently being sieged by England. So France has control of it. So it's like north, north, north. It's north. French. You're right. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of a big city. And hmm. it's being sieged. And she says she can go lift the siege. She can go in there and destroy the English and get them out of there. Yeah. And he doesn't want to just go ahead and send her over there with an army because she's asking for an army. She's like, <laughs> give me an army. I will go like, fix that scenario. Chick, I, I am impressed with, with your moxie, but I'm not – who are you? This is crazy. And she's very confident too. Like oh, Apparently when she walked in, she's like, this is what's going on. This is what I'm here for. Let's do it. Yeah. The king wants to give her a chance though because he's impressed. He's not fully bought into it. So what he says, okay, if you're really sent from God, let me have you speak to the religious figures that are here in town. And mm-hmm. they're going to question you. And if they say, yeah – you are getting visions from God. Sweet. Then I'll give you your army. How how do her parents feel? 
Her parents, I didn't see anything about I bet, them. Yeah, I'm sure it's not written down. Just I just wonder sick. how they're like, I bet they're on board. They must be if well, she convinced them to let her go. Her father tried to marry her off when she was 16 before she left. And she actually went to a local court and defended the case that she shouldn't be forced into marriage because she was saving her virginity for God. Okay. And she won. Like a nun style, like not saving it for a for God for a future husband, but for God, like yeah, only God can can fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And it worked because they were like, okay, that's a good enough case to not force you into marriage. I, so that's where her father's at. I feel the same way. I am saving my mouth virginity for God. Hmm. Nice. Just the mouth? Well, I haven't done a very good job. <laughs> Don't tell God. Fair enough. Your you secret is safe with my apathy. <laughs> <laughs> you have to save something for him. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to collect those trophies. <laughs> those mouth trophies. <laughs> so the, the guys in town, the religious figures, they're known as theologians. They're just Theolo- experts in theologians. Theology. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, I believe so. Theologians? Mm-hmm. Theologians. Oh, okay. Say it as in French, though. Theologians. <laughs> you got to say half the word and then give up the And then half. give up. Oh, Theologians. The greatest. Yeah. And then just give up. I'm so sorry to our French listeners. If there's any um, that speak English and listen to our program, I'm sorry. I know. Your language is pretty and I suck. So there you we know, go. To be fair, I think we are equally assholes about France as we are about Every other goddamn thing. I agree. So we're not targeting anyone. And let's be honest. We're we're American. We don't have a leg to stand on either. So <laughs> American English is a very ugly sounding Actually, I have a fun story. I went to uh Lake Powell a few years ago. Okay. And was I, I there with you? You were. Oh, okay. And, oh, and yeah. we met a French couple. They were awesome. Very nice people. Uh Michelle and I don't remember his girlfriend's name. I don't remember either. But yeah, he's Michelle and he was very nice and he spoke broken English, but was doing a good job. Yeah. His girlfriend spoke no English. Very little. And he asked her well, we asked him to ask her what English sounds like. Oh and my she went, god. Har, 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 har. Or she went, she went to, Obama, da no no no, Hannah Montana, da 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 da. Yeah. Like Really sharp sounding, idiotic. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah. Well, we sound like, we probably. S- we sound like idiots. Because I asked him, I was telling him it's weird to know that we can pick certain dialects out, French or if you speak German yeah. or Russian. We, I can't understand it, but it's enough. You could tell. That I could be like, oh, that's Russian. Yeah. Which I thought was weird because since we speak English, I don't know what English sounds like to other people who know who don't speak it. True. So I was telling them that French to us sound like, and I made a mimic of <laughs> fake words. Yeah, that's very good. And so yeah. he laughed because I didn't say anything. He's like, "Yeah, so that's what French people sound like." I was like, "What do English people sound like?" And so he turned to her and told her to do an impression of it, yeah. speak, speaking American English, and she went. That's what we said. I think she said hamburger. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I think she said Obama, too. She probably did. It was funny. That was was back when Obama was... In office. Yeah. Yeah. Better times. So, self-admittedly, we're idiots, and we're dickheads, and we're not, you know, whatever. The French suck as much as everyone does. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone. There you go. I'm not an (laughs) anti-Semite. Because I hate everybody. (laughs) So that's what's going on with Joan. Joan goes before the theologians. Sure. Is that what you said? 
Uh, theologians. Theologians, I, yes. I think generally, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, so she goes before the theologians, and they ask her a bunch of questions, and she apparently is just like right back with it. Over and over, she just answers immediately, confidence. Sweet. And they're not only impressed with how she's answering, but she's answering in a way that they're like, yeah, those are right in our in they're just our beliefs. Biblical. All religious, questions. Catholic. They weren't like, how many hitters does, does Mickey Mantle have? She and was she's like, like, bam, 183. Yeah. Not, none of that. None of that. Bummer. The one last question they asked her was to prove her abilities that she was sent by God. And she says, give me an army and send me to Orléans, and I will show you my abilities. That's what she keeps asking for. And after the whole entire like questioning that she nailed all that, and they asked that question, they're like, you know what? Yeah, we think she's the real thing sent from God. What the fuck? At least we believe that she's got high chances that she's the real thing. So they go tell that to the king. This well, is Charles Seventh. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There is got to be an aspect to her personality that can't be properly analyzed. That we just have to admit is happening. Where this bitch just convinces people of things and gets it done. I think she's determined. Yeah. And like they were saying before, she's like kind of bright faced, and she she's determined, and she yeah. goes in there and she looks maybe a little bit on the holy side. I don't know. She's cheerful, but she's also direct. So. She might just have that face and personality that people just nod and go, yeah, okay. All right. I'll follow that person. I've met people like that before. Yeah. I mean, really what she's selling is pretty crazy, so she has to be pretty – Yeah? Yeah, she's a great salesman. I talk to God. Give me an army. Yes, I'm a 16-year-old woman. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, yes. So the religious figures in the city, they tell King Charles VII Mm -hmm. that – yeah, we think she's the real deal. Man, she's fucking amazing. So King Charles VII, then let's Joan <laughs> go to Orléans. Yes. He gives her an army and says, all right, you've convinced myself. You convinced the religious figures of the town. God's working through you. Yeah, you don't want Because if they buy that, disputing her is disputing God. Yeah. You can't do that. So this 16-year-old now gets an army. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So she gets thousands of men for her army. Sweet. Yeah. And the cool thing is that around town, around where they're at, people have been hearing about her because this goes on for at least a month yeah. of her talking to the religious figures and trying to convince uh, King Charles VII to do this. And people are now believing that she actually is ordained by God. Yeah. So she already kind of already has a loyal army. When the king is like, yes, go ahead and do this, lead the army. The men are like, hurrah, they're ready to go. They're like, yeah, we've got God on our side. Jesus, dude. So she has a loyal army of men, which comes up a little bit here in a second. That's so funny because, like, so in that Catholic context, usually saints are sainted, you know, after the fact. We're like, wow, what an inspirational story. And they're dead now. She is a walking around person they're like that's the one yeah she's not a saint yet she's not been ordained as a saint yet, no but, yes. but yeah that that energy yeah. is before she was martyred yeah and so that's why everybody is like frenzied yeah that's nuts and so she wants to help liberate france and working with god that's what she's gonna do she on you a- go girl on april 29th 1429 kill Joan- them brits kill the brits yeah, well, I don't even know if they're called Brits at this time. They've always been called English. In all my research, that she keeps saying, like, England or the well, English. No, the Brits come from the Britons, which is like a clan over there that took over. Well, in France, there's a city called Brittany, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. But, oh, it's so complicated. Yeah. Kill the English! Yeah. So on April- Not now. I don't have a problem with you now. Sorry. No, the English are great. You guys are fine. Yeah. It's fine. I like, I like your 
Like but in this time frame, because fish and from the perspective of Joan... Kill him. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my country. Yeah. Yeah. So April 29th, 1429, Joan takes her new army to arrive at the siege of Orléans. And with Joan obviously leading the army, she rides in on a white horse. <laughs> Supposedly, it's stated that she also is dressed in like white armor or white clothing, at she's, least. She's virginal. And she has a banner. And this banner's like, this is her thing. This banner is super important. It's just a white cloth, but it has Christian writing and pictures depicted on it. Okay. And this is like her symbol. Bam. And this is how she's going to help lead her army. Whenever they see this banner, they're like, go there. Go to where Joan's at. I'm do, fucking, what, do what that person says. I'm inspired right now. Yeah. But when Joan arrives in Orléans, they find that the city is pretty much on the verge of collapsing under the siege of England. Oh, and they're able to get into the city safely, but she meets up with this guy. It's kind of funny. He's he's the military leader over, uh, French military leader that is currently already in Orléans, mm. and he is his name is the Bastard of Orléans. Awesome. And that's that's his actual title. Awesome. Yeah, he's a bastard child, and apparently this is actually a good title to have. It shows that he has some sort of nobility because he's a bastard of, he's like the king's grandson, but from the side where his mother his his grandmother cheated on somebody so he doesn't have the royal blood of the king but he has the royal blood of the queen it's God. weird you guys needed some Genghis Khan man <laughs> you gotta knock that royalty shit off yeah so he's high up there and he's kind of the military guy of France in general and he was in Orléans trying to save it trying to keep it from falling you go bastard and he does not like Joan wow he does not think that she's a messenger of God. He tries to keep her away from their meetings and their planning. He won't let let Joan know when they're going to attack. But the problem is, yeah, he's forgetting that she came in with an army of thousands of men, and they're all loyal to her. And ready to defend your shit. Yeah. I mean, I get it. This is a, a kid. Uh, it's a 16-year-old girl. Who walks in and is like, And he's no, a military. And he's like, no. Yeah. I've been fighting these guys off for a while. You don't know shit. And even though they're losing badly, yeah. He's he just trying. thinks that he's like the military mind and that she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I don't want to hear a crazy 16-year-old girl who supposedly talks to God. Exactly. Convincing my court of, you This know, is a sobering experience. Yeah. We don't need your shit. But the funny thing is she's also starting to already win the trust of some of the bastards' men. Yeah, she's a fucking talker. Yeah. I bet. So on May 4th, 1429, Joan has another vision telling her to attack the English. Do it! So she grabs her sword and her banner, and she rides out to the city just to the east of the city that mm -hmm. they're in, Orléans. And it actually happens to be just as the bastard mm -hmm. sent his men out to go attack the English as well. So it's maybe happenstance, or maybe she, you know, her vision. Maybe she might have heard something. But nonetheless, yeah, she takes Catherine told her. Yeah, she takes her men and she joins up with this attack, and they completely destroy. A fort. It's an English fort that's outside the city. Yes. And they just basically roll over it. And it falls so easily that the next day they're like, let's just take over the next English easy. fort that's out here. That was, that was simple. So the English have multiple forts. They're part of the siege. And yeah. for the next few days, just day after day, each day they take a different fort. And it's Hell like, yeah. not, not a problem at all. And the English are just like, what the fuck? Dude, they're just, I, I'm not sure if they were all surprised. They didn't think it was going to happen. They were winning the fight, and they maybe didn't think their forts were going to get attacked. But she comes out there with her banner, and she gets everybody on her side to and direct them to be like, hit here, go there. And she's fighting. 
No. Okay, but she's directing yes. the fight. She actually okay. never kills anybody herself. Well, she's more about the military and like the inspiration, and she gets her. She gets them riled <coughs> so up. So she's like a general. Kind of, yeah. She weird. Basically, is and everyone's inspired by her because they think she's working. You know, God's working through her, so they listen to her. Yeah. Matter of fact, at one point, she ends up saying something along the lines of like, "Well." I didn't really direct it. There were some other noble men who were actually directing the fight, and they all come yeah. back and say, you know, she came over and advised us of what she thought, and we went with what she advised. So she basically is directing it in multiple did, ways. She's doing it beforehand. She's talking to her, you know, some of these noble men who are instructing what they should do. Yeah. They take her advice because, like, yeah, she's she's got God on her side. Let's just do what she says. It's the word of our peaceful God to kill the English. And then when we're she's listen. out there, she has her flag and her banner and she's riding around and she's like getting up close like she gets in front of everybody and they follow her in so she's just basically riding through and then her men come up behind and just start beating the shit out of all the english wow so yeah after each one of these fall there's one english fort left and once that one's conquered orleans will be saved so joan sweet we need we need it to be saved to create the new orleans for jazz music yeah, for jazz music. Thank yeah. you, Joan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Charles Mingus. Yeah, and that is that is all you're doing. So Joan rallies up her her army again, her men, and she's getting them ready for battle. Uh, the English are now aware of this girl, and they even know she's a girl who rides around on a white horse with a banner, and she makes her men fight like lions. Yeah, like they're scared of her. They should be because she has no business being out there. And they're yeah. like, yeah, she's something's happening. Yeah. Something's off. Some people think she's possessed by the devil, and that's why they're winning. Hey. It's, yeah. Yeah, that might be the case. That sounds like the something the devil would pull off. Yeah. Like, let's convince her that I'm a <laughs> I'm Saint Michael. This is gonna be great, guys. This is gonna be great. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her I'm Saint Michael. I'm gonna get her all amped up and then just kill people. That's <laughs> what it's I It's great, do. this is fun. It's so easy. These people are so dumb. Now I don't think they know about all her visions and stuff. This is just them on their own being like, There's this lady well, yeah, they... who's out there destroying us. She must be having the devil on her side helping oh, her. Yeah, because God's on you know, God's on their side. So God is on yes. Whoever side that you're on Whoever's that's... talking, God that's yeah. yeah. God is relevant apparently. It's uh Barry. Yeah, wh- yeah whichever that's what Einstein was trying to figure out. <laughs> I was like, why is this It's relative to who whatever it's, side you're on. Yeah. God is on everyone's side. You're all doing a great job. <laughs> you fucking morons. Someone loses, but that was just God's will. He wanted you to lose because you touch yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> you touch yourself at night. That's what it was. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. But because they're aware of her, they're keeping an eye out for her, especially because she stands out. She's on a white horse. She has a banner. So when she's she, petite, right? Yeah, she's pretty small. So yeah, I'm sure they totally know who she is. Yeah, she's a, she's not only a 16-year-old girl, but she's was considered to be average, but she's a short 16-year-old girl. Either way, yeah, 16-year-old girl is going to be small when you're comparing it to soldiers. Right. Yeah. So they spot her when they come out to this last four, and she's riding around getting them all rallied up. They're fighting. And because they spot her, they start shooting arrows at her, and she gets hit by an arrow. It actually Ooh. pierces her in the shoulder mm. pretty deep, Ugh. and she gets knocked down and is in agony. I would suck so bad getting hit with an arrow. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. But her men drag her off the battlefield and start tending to her wounds, and after they get her patched up to a certain point, she's like, I'm not done. 
And so she gets back on her horse and rides back out. Baller. She's like, the battle's still going. So she comes back out later the afternoon of the same day she got shot. Oh, dude, with blood on her shoulder, if her dudes saw that. This is what's going on. They they get rallied up because they're like, holy shit. She got, I saw her get hit by an arrow. She's no and she's joke. she's going right back to the front lines with Hell her yeah. banner and just... Yeah. I'm getting worked up right now. And because... I want to go kill an English person. It was so inspiring. At that point, that's where they win. Like, she comes riding back in, and her men get, like, just fierce and, like, and they rush the rest of the English, and they just roll over them. There's some that do retreat, like, full-on running away. Yeah, I bet. And the French are going to start, like, following them, but she actually calls them off. She's like, that's all right. Let them go. It's Sunday today. Let's not fight a fight. We don't have to fight. (laughs) Which doesn't make sense because they went out there to attack them originally. But that's what is noted down that she... is God logic. But she's also seen um, crying over the en- the dead enemy, um, which I guess is supposed to be a sign of respect. As well as she tells her men that they are not allowed to loot the bodies of the dead hmm. on either side. And they couldn't rape any of the women if there were any women. No, no raping women. I, and they listen to her because I, it's Joan. I don't... I don't understand this what part any of it yeah if a 16 year old girl tried to tell me to do anything right now anything yeah no they were already loyal to remember they think god well, is yeah but to her. the incentive for war is loot and rape this chick yeah. tells you uh the whole reason you're normally a soldier you can't do anymore we're doing pure stuff yeah but if you think about the fact that so god's working through her and if she tells you to do something and especially if it's something that could be considered possibly sinful, that might be God telling you, like, don't do that. Yeah, if but you do, they, they like Joan. Like, her men are hella. standing behind her. Yeah. Okay, wait. I would kill for Beyonce. <laughs> so this is a similar, this is probably similar. There you go. You got to just put it in the right context for yourself. You're right. I had to, I had to reframe it. Um, Beyonce, I know you're listening. You tell me to do anything. Anything. <laughs> Joan is Beyonce of... Ooh, <laughs> this battle. This episode just changed in my mind. <laughs> totally. Would you run after her as she's got her banner going? Beyonce, do, dancing along the way? I'd do anything for Beyonce. And then she's trying to direct you which way to go. She's like, to the left, to the left. <laughs> and the army all just starts going to the left and like, attack! I, yeah, I'd go to the l- I would literally anything. <laughs> I can't even make a joke. So yeah, after this battle, Joan is seen as a symbol of hope for all of France. She's a religious symbol as well, mm. but everyone knows that she's just a great leader. Like, even if she wasn't those things, she still made her mark that she's a good military leader. Yeah, it's it's more than just, I talk to God, she actually is a mili- militaristically. Yeah. Weird. So, and she's still like 16, 17? 16. Weird, man. Yeah. That's fucking strange. Yeah. It's around this time frame where, so Joan... She lifted the siege off of Orléans, and she goes into town. She kneels down, and she sees for uh, like a really bright flash of light appears in front of her, and a strange tall box appears with two young men looking down at her. Hmm? One reaches out, takes her by the hand, another big flash, and Jonas transports the year 1989 in San Dimas, California. Now, I remember this from I remember this from history class. Uh huh. And my history teacher was a little bit gray on it, where he was like, historians are mixed on whether or not this was a one of her visions or whether or not it happened, but there is context for other figures uh-huh. that makes us believe that it was real. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm on board for that. Yeah. 
I'm on board for that. And when she is transferred to uh, San Dimas, California in 1989, this is this is wild. Hundred years later, right? Yeah, like people are not as uh, as Catholic as she's accustomed to. That's true. It's a but, tough transition. I mean, she has a good time. She she gets quickly arrested in a mall because she shoves a uh, aerobics instructor off of a stage. Yeah, and she starts pumping she, aerobics. Really. She gets everybody pumped up because that's yeah. what she just did. She just did it in her time. That's what she does. She yeah. gets groups of people riled up. And she luckily gets out, and then she has to go on stage at like a high school theater. Yes. And, you know, she steps out there, and then she gets transported back. And It's kind of like the, like one of the first TED Talks. Yeah. She's up there with um, Abraham Lincoln and Billy the Kid. Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. Uh, Socrates Johnson. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah. So she is familiar with Genghis. And yeah. Look, I'm certain he tried Napoleon. to rape her. I'm certain he tried. <laughs> I'm certain he did not succeed. No, she she's, beat him off with her banner. <laughs> yes, she's a, she's a bit of a badass. And I think, you know, Jengus is a pretty uh, powerful guy. He got a lot of people worked up, too. Uh, but I feel she might be a little bit more inspirational where she converted Jengus to not rape her. Maybe, maybe <laughs> so. The source I got this from is great because it actually says that she was in Orléans. Really? When she gets taken. By these two young men. It's no joke. Yeah, it actually prints it out on the screen. I did not get that reference. So this is actually the time frame. When I watched the historical film, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I didn't get, I didn't get that. Yeah. But uh, that's wild. So she's back now in her normal time frame. So when she comes back, is she a little bit addled? No, she's fine. It's almost as if it didn't happen at all. <laughs> it's weird. But it did. <laughs> <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> now that Joan has saved Orléans, she has a new mission. She wants to take over the city of Reims. That's how you pronounce it. Reims. Even though it's spelled Reims, it's pronounced Reims. Reims. Yeah. It's very so, uh, nasally sound. It's like somebody just broke your nose yeah. and you're trying to find a local Ralph's. This is after me listening to how to how to pronounce what looks to be a word spelled Reims. It's, it's, it's Reams. actually pronounced Reams. It's Reams. There's not even an M in it when you pronounce it the correct way. You Franco fucks. Just fix your language. It's dumb. You have too many vowels. All right. So th- right now, Reams is controlled <laughs> by the English. And it's deep in English territory. Like, it's not just controlled by the English, but English have, like, a lot of other areas around it's like, well, like you said, they uh, the English technically have, n- like, northern France. Is, yeah. Is that like Normandy. Normandy, for sure. Yeah. Rance. Um, Rance. And uh, Paris. Yeah. Rance. They have Paris? Where is Paris? Paris is a little Geographically. bit. Geographically. So, Paris is kind of center. It, it's northern, but not near the tip or anything. Like, if you were to take point right in the middle of France, if you were to just stick a, your finger there and just move up a little bit, that's kind of the area where Paris is at. But Paris is in the English hands right now. Yeah. Wow. Is it their capital still? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the English capital, but it's still considered the French capital. Like, they know yeah, that's it's like the this... area they want, like, back. Wow. Yeah, okay. So, basically, that's what she wants to do. She wants to go take over France, but it's being controlled by the English. So, she goes to King Charles Seventh, <laughs> and she, she tells him, she's like, we need to go take over France. It's the... This is where you should go make yourself officially king. So let's go take it over. We'll show our might. That's the shit, man. And then we'll make you officially king of France because technically France still is ambiguous of who's you know in charge. Well, some, like you said, some of them just want the English to take over. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Burgundies is what they're called. The Burgundies are the French people who believe that English should 
be in charge. What are the Burgundies now? They don't even know how to pronounce jogging. <laughs> jogging. Yeah. But uh, the problem is that to take over this area... Okay, so King Charles VII, he doesn't want to send a big army in there because he thinks he'll just automatically fill. You have to understand, sending it to Reims is like telling the king we should go infiltrate London itself. Like, yeah. it's that deep. It's far enough that's like, and controlled by England so much so that that's it's almost kind of an insane thing to say. She's okay. all uppity and like, let's go make you king. Let's do this. Oh, I bet that's always her, yeah. how she, her outlook. But him and his advisors are like, no, that's a bad idea. Look, teenage girl, hello. Yeah. That's insane. So what they tell her instead was, And then look, she pulls her magic, which, which she is capable of. Yeah. Her talking magic. Basically. Yeah. This is what they say to her. They say, I'll tell you what, we'll still give you your army. Go liberate some of the other cities that are before going as far as north to France. Yeah. And... Then let's talk after that. Let's see if you can do that. I'm not going to just go right. take over a city and then yeah. we're going to be entrapped by England all around us. So go make a path towards... You want it so bad. Let's work to it. Yeah. So she does. She takes her army and she rolls over pretty much every city from this point of where they're at to Ronce. Like she just starts making her way up towards that. And any city that's English controlled, she rolls over it. Matter of fact, one like to give an what example of how bad that it is, the English think she is possessed by satan or that she is just uh, uh something a sorceress something because uh, she's just sorceress. going crazy take like because she's meeting little resistance it seems like when the english get word back this one fell this city fell this city fell and how many men died on her side is so few and how many die on the english side is like many hmm. to give you an example there's one battle called the battle of pate and it's a great example because but it's pronounced Bleh. yeah battle of pate because <laughs> they give up. Yeah. Or maybe Patan. You know, that's why they're so good at cheese because it's just fermented milk because they were too lazy to figure you it got out. halfway through, they're like, ah. can we just eat? Would you like some chill? Can we just eat? Can we just eat this dairy that I didn't do anything with because I'm too lazy? <laughs> like, wow, this is fucking good. Yeah, smelly but tasty. They just fell on that. So the reason why Pate, uh it gets rolled over so bad, to give a little bit of context how England was working at the time, they were killing it pretty much for the most part in the Middle Ages. They were doing really good with their men. Now, they trained their archers probably more so than anybody else at this time. They were easy to make bows. They were cheap and arrows. So it was something it's good to have. Yeah, yeah. It was it was easy to fund and to get weapons to the men. But the problem is, is that to be a really good archer, it takes a lot of training. If you want to be better than everybody else, especially. So they would actually have their peasants even and anybody really that was going to be in the military, train a ton with a bow. I bet it's a ton of training. It's yeah. fucking hard. If you and, ever shot a bow and arrow, it's hard. Well, yeah. So this is why the English were good, though, is because what they would do is they were pretty good at tactician with war. They would set up scenarios that would benefit their archers because they were usually superior than to other people's archers. Sure. So if they were going to get sieged, what they would do is they'd take stakes, sharpen them up, stick them in the ground, point it towards you know, their enemies. Yeah. That way, when the enemies come towards them... They get slowed down by those stakes, and then they just do a storm of arrows from far away, and it just, yeah, it obliterates. Fuck, like, fuck, fuck! They'll, like, win a battle where they just kill thousands or ten thousands of men, and they're fine. However... This demon bitch! Yeah. But Pate, the Battle of Pate, was all archers. It was, like, 5,000 men. 
And the problem hmm. is, is that because these guys were all trained in archery, they weren't trained in hand-to-hand combat. Oh, that sucks. Like, at all. And they have almost no, or they don't have any armor. Yeah. So, not good. they're setting up because they know that they're probably going to get attacked, so they're starting to, like, sharpen their stakes up and stuff. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that they're not finished by the time Joan and her army arrives, yeah. and they just slaughter them. Hmm. It's like, they kill half of the English men, which is, like, 2,500 people, 2,500 guys. Joan only loses, like, 100 guys. And the other 2,500 surrender of the Englishmen. They're just like, okay, we give up. So they just roll over Pate. And this is what they're doing all over the place. She has got to be, maybe she is, uh, she's possessed. Yeah. She's I'm, killing over thousands of people. I'm in it now. And losing maybe hundreds. I'm getting a similar feeling from when you did Rasputin. Yeah. With the ability to convince people of something from a religious perspective where I'm like, uh, maybe God's real. <laughs> and he wants Rasputin to sleep with children, and he wants Joan to kill the English. I don't Maybe know what so. I don't know what God wants, because how else do you explain it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Unless she's some kind of fucking warlord genius she, I, who knows how to. That's my I'm con my everybody. Yeah, I'm casting my vote that Joan's a badass and doesn't need God. Well, no, she's definitely a fucking badass either yeah. way. That's why he used her. He's like, that's the chick that's who can the pull this off. Yeah. See, when I was born, God pointed me out. For that, and you're like you're going to be the people time guy that talks you're- about Joan. He pointed at Joan and was like, "You're going to be on people time. I've got two guys already ready to talk about you, and it's going to be the cap of your legacy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest <laughs> legacy that she's ever received." So Joan, as as she takes over all of these towns, yeah, back then it's now part of French, uh, you know, the French territory. Now they now control these towns. And they're still outside of Paris. Yeah, okay. they actually don't go towards Paris at this point. Paris is actually even closer um, to where King yeah, Charles is. Yeah, but they're like going this. up and around. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to prove himself. And Paris is also probably better fortified than Rance. I mean, yeah, you know, Paris so, has a bunch of rivers running through it. I bet it's easy to lock down. It's got 30-foot walls around it. Apparently uh, easy to take <laughs> when you're so, fat on cheese. So when she does all this, she goes back to King Charles VII, and she tells him, <laughs> she's like, yo, check out what I did. I did the thing you asked me to. And he's like, all right, you know what? You've just been winning over and over. Jesus, lady. God's working through you. Let's right. do the thing. Yeah. So he takes 73,000 men and goes along with Joan. 73,000? Yeah. Fuck. And they make their way up to Rance. Rance. Yeah. And yeah, because... On their way, they're actually taking over more cities, but they're all just basically surrendering. They come up to other cities, just yeah. a few more before they get to Rance, and those cities are just like, yeah, uh, come on in. Yeah, no, you're fine. It's, this is yours now, right? We don't want to deal with this. Yeah, they're not putting up any resistance. There's one that does, but Nuts. it's not very good. That's like with Jengis, he had to scare everybody with rape, and she inspires. It's the opposite. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know how to calculate that. Because I understand scaring people. I don't understand inspiring them. I, mean, I don't know how to do that part. I think you have to be really good at it. Because I, I, I feel like scaring people is I feel like easier to do, maybe? Super easy. You just burn their house down. <laughs> right? And then just tell all the neighbors, like, you're next. And you want some fire insurance? Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> Bugsy was right there. Yeah. But she is like, oh. And everyone's like, I'll follow you. Yeah. Maybe she just sung uh, Enya the whole time. Um, yeah. And just that melody was like, that is godly. Who can say that we don't, uh. we don't <laughs> only time. 
<laughs> I do feel inspired. I still don't know the words are. To surrender to the French. It's the first time anyone's ever done that. <laughs> first and last. So that's what happens when they get to Rance is oh. they get right up to the gates and they do the same thing. They're like, ah, just come on in. We're, we're not going to fight you. We surrender. I mean, that's psychological warfare. You get to a certain point, people are like, nah, I'm not going to fuck with this. Yep. God damn it. And right after they take over Rance, they have a ceremony the next day, the coronation of actually making uh, Charles the Seventh. Oh, king. okay. So now cool. he's officially the king. Sweet. Good job, Charles. Yeah. And because of this, King Charles the Seventh rewards you go, Chuck. Joan and her family, basically making them nobles. Because huh. they were peasants before. So he's like, you've done all this great stuff. This is amazing. And matter of fact, Joan was there for his crowning. She was right next to him, right on like his right-hand wow. side. After he's crowned, she kneels down and says, you are my king. It's all this respectful stuff happening. Sure. Well, and he, he supported her. Yeah. Yeah, their whole team. So what is their noble title? Is, it, is that what of Ark is? No. Ark is still just their name. So their nobility is just like, it's, implied. Yeah, it's kind of, it's they're not getting into like a high status, even though you think like she basically just saved France. Uh, Yeah, give her a fucking title, dude. At least to some point, right? She should be Joan of Badass, or Joan of Badassery. Badassery. Yeah. Yeah. And then make a castle and call it Badass, and she's Joan of Badassery. Yeah. Or I something mean, cool. There's still enough battling the, going the on with English England. slaughterer. Joan yeah. of the English slaughter. Yeah, they should have given her something cool. They should have. Unfortunately, they, Missed they did not. opportunity. But Joan's visions cease at this point. What? She no longer is receiving revelations or hearing saints or anything like that. She no longer has God talking to her. She's prescribed Thorazine, <laughs> I assume. Yeah, she felt a little groggy, or... but but she felt different and maybe better. A little bit more clear. Yeah. Yeah, and anti-epileptic. A little sharper. She's like, huh, I can do crosswords now without... <laughs> A voice screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> the answer's bag. Is it bag? Three-letter word for satchel? Bag, right? It's bag, right? Michael, it's not bag. I already tried it. <laughs> nah, it's bag. I think it's bag. I'm an angel. I know. Check it out. Write it down. See if it works. <laughs> it doesn't work. It starts with a C. Nah, it's bag. <laughs> yeah. And then the medicine kicked in, and she did she, it. She was like, oh, it is bag. <laughs> <laughs> strange she was right. It's weird. Mike, where are you? I need. I now I can't do crosswords. Apparently, I suck at them. But uh, though was back the whole time. <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> so yeah, so her vision stopped. But even though she's accomplished her missions and exactly as she stated, she told them that they were going to take Orleans, and they did. You know, she was able to go. Take, I mean, yeah, you know, make she sure called that, it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she told Charles the Seventh that she was going to make him king by taking him over to and having him be crowned there. I mean, yes. everything she's done so far has been spot on. How can you deny a person when they call it and they do it? But now the visions have stopped. Which is nuts. So, I mean, she accomplished all of her missions that apparently God no longer needed to use her for. So that's like, that's like uh, acknowledged and talked about. Like after all this series of fighting, she has said like, fuck, I don't know. I stopped hearing them. Yeah. That's weird. I kind of wonder if this might have been plugged in after the fact, but all the research said that, yeah, she no longer had the visions or yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the voices. God abandons you. Yeah. That's the real takeaway here. But here's the thing is France isn't done yet, right? As we were well, saying the English before, still Paris, up there, right? Yeah, Paris is still being controlled by England. Yeah, There's still the a lot of areas that England does control of northern France. 
So with this, Joan decides that after all of her successful campaigns to take back French territory, she wanted to go back to Paris and take it back from the English. She's like, this is our capital. This is the whole fucking thing. So King Charles VII, he decides he's going to go do like a tour kind of thing where he's going to go wander around the other remaining cities near Reims. And where's Reims uh, compared to Paris? Reims is north and east. Oh, wow. East of Paris. Paris, like kind of I was saying before, it's almost like if you were to start in the middle of France and just move north. So they, so they really kind of have Paris more or less surrounded. Ish. I mean, Ish. if you I mean, go Paris like... west, it's okay. They have that whole area. So they they came around and up yeah. from the south, and they went east and around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Hooked around. Yeah. That's that's accurate. So while King Charles the Seventh mm-hmm. is touring around, because he's basically like showing everybody like I'm king now. Yeah. So he's kind of doing this thing where he's meeting with his people and letting them know, like, we're taking France back, and I am the rightful king. Yeah. Everybody else was ambiguous about, like, who's supposed to be in charge? And he's like, I am. Me. I'm in charge. I'm the rightful heir. Henry the Seventh. Yeah. Charles. That's... Charles the Seventh. Fuck me. You're good. <laughs> I got seven right. Yeah. That's the part that sticks, right? Good. <laughs> it is. It's weird. Yeah. You're, I don't know what you would call that. Your it's not device mnemonic, is working. Yeah. It's not mononic. Yeah. Mnemonic, yeah. Monon- monogamous. Mon- moronic. I can't say that. <laughs> my moronic device. <laughs> it's my moronic device. <laughs> I can't say that or synonym. Cinnamon? Can't say it. That's all right. Yeah. You I let can me say know the seventh. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part I feel like it's, you know, I mean, the whole thing is probably important, so you're not saying Henry the seventh, but whatever. Sure. So anyway, so Charles the seventh is doing that. While he's doing this, Joan's like, I'm going to take my army and go take over Paris. So he's not into it. She's like, nah, I'm done talking. She's un- he's unaware of it. King Charles VII has no idea. I mean, her, like you said, her army is totally behind her, inspired. Yeah, they're going to do whatever she wants. And they listen to her because they head towards Paris. Fuck it, go. Now, in Paris, the problem is, is that King Charles VII and his advisors probably would have been against this because Paris is well fortified. It has 30-foot walls. It's mm. still kind of... In a pretty big controlled area of, of English control. Yeah. So they would have probably said, nah. And maybe that's why she was like, I'm just going to go do it. I've been winning just nonstop. I mean, yeah, her confidence has got to be through the roof. And she asked permission every single time. Now that the visions have stopped her spiritual. Oh, no. She's like, uh, I think we're good. And so, I think the spirits maybe would have said to go ahead. Maybe. I'm guessing. Yeah. So they they go to Paris. I mean, it was it was bag on the crossword. So yeah, if I'm just gonna guess, nah, this isn't gonna go well, is it? So she takes her army to Paris, yeah. and they get there. She's doing her thing. She's waving her flag. She's trying to get as close as possible. Same thing as all the other times, guys. Let's do it. She's demanding. I'm a- virginal. I still got a hymen. Yeah, you're inspired by that somehow. Yeah. Yep. And she's demanding that Paris surrenders. Um, they do not, and <laughs> she gets struck by a, uh, no, they don't. They do that. Nope. No. Yeah, she gets struck by a crossbow bolt, and it goes straight through her leg, Ugh. and she tries to continue fighting. Fuck. To the point, like, her men have to drag her off, because they're like, you're injured, like, let's not die, how about that? So she's screaming and telling her men to continue the assault while they're dragging her off of the field. That's a badass vision. 
Yeah. With like being dragged away. But you know, in one of her hands, she's still holding the banner like, yeah. go! Get them! Get them! You can do it! Kill them for Jesus! Yeah. He loves death! The problem is, Charles had learned about this when they were on their way to Paris, and he'd sent messengers to follow behind to be like, no, whoa, 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 don't whoa, do whoa, this. Whoa. So as she gets dragged off the battlefield, not very long after his men show up, King Charles VII, men, yeah. those messengers show up, and they're like, hey, by the order of the king, yeah, mm. withdraw. Knock it off. And they do. They they have to, right? It's the king's do orders. Do they? I mean, I mean, they don't have to. But. As far as they know, because the king is like, you know, ordained by God, yeah. but this bitch is too. Yeah. But they, they're going to listen to the king. Yeah, I probably would, I guess. Yeah. So they do. Um, they withdraw from Paris. They go back to Ross. Wrong. And... <laughs> Um, I think the the drunker I get, the more I can pronounce French correctly. That's right. Uh. <laughs> Man, you say it better than I do. <laughs> I practice this shit. So she comes back as well. She tends her wound from her crossbow, her crossbow bolt, and uh, so you mean bolt like like it's an arrow? Yeah, it's like a shorter arrow, right? It's a yeah. Bolt. Mm-hmm. God, that would suck so bad. Yeah. Now, King Charles the Seventh does let her continue doing campaigns i mean he's upset that she did that but that's eh. kind of question of why he did some people think that he might have sent her off on because he takes away her army basically he's like yeah you just made decisions on your own you're responsible you now yeah and i i'm grateful that you helped do all the stuff you did and you i'm king i've been able to do the whole ceremony all that stuff but this was a bad call on your part you yeah. didn't talk to me and so he strips her of her army gives her a much smaller Whatever, army dude because yeah. she is a teenager still. <laughs> yeah. You're so old. Oh, my God. You don't even know what the young people are into. We like war. <laughs> and, and Jesus. And Jesus. And good headphones. And abstinence. Apparently. And he's like, I don't think that's correct. <laughs> you but, don't even know, you old dude. You're just like, you're just like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I don't think she talked that no, way. No, she was pretty respectful. She liked King Charles Seventh. Yeah, I bet she's cool as shit. Yeah. But because of this, he strips her of her big army and gives her a much smaller army and says, look, go liberate some of the smaller towns that are still being controlled by English. Sure. Some people think he might have done this to kind of be like, I don't want this to happen again, where she gets a big army and decides to make decisions without me. So let's let her have a small army. And if she dies, fine. If she doesn't, okay. Like some people kind of think that <laughs> whatever. Kind of trying to separate himself from Joan now that he's king and doesn't really need her so much. Well, is she publicly talking about how she doesn't have voices anymore? Yeah, she does, I think, tell everyone that she doesn't have visions. Bad called, Joan. Yeah. But in March of 1430, there's a truce that's made between England and France where they're saying, like, all right, let's 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 hold off on some of these battles and fights. Let's maybe work out some stuff diplomatically. So she gets called back. They're like, quit, quit fucking stuff up. We're trying to now figure out how we're going to handle this. Yeah. But the truce kind of fake and they did this a lot throughout the hundred years war they hmm. go through like four different truces before this point where they're like truce truce time out time whoa 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 and then like shortly after one was like fuck you and then they attack again and then, hey i thought we we're on a truce and then they attack and then then they go back to another truce and sometimes it's a real truce sometimes it's not so that's kind of the thing is you don't really know we are all four-year-olds yeah the whole race yeah we don't we don't really progress past that yeah how times time Time! Okay, okay, okay. Well, and the smack him. Ah, I got you! <laughs> Damn it! And the truce is weird because, in this sense, you have French and the English who are trucing, and then you have also, like I was saying before, the Burgundy, 
Remember the French guys who were yeah, kind who of were, on English side, though? Yeah, yeah, they're Anglophiles like you. Yeah. So the Burgundy are also a part of the truce because they're part of England's truce. Okay. But they're also kind of doing their own thing as well. And they decide the Burgundies... My clan's cool. ...are going to go... They're going to lay siege on a French-controlled city called uh, Campion. <laughs> yeah, sure. It looks like it's spelled campaign with an E on the end. It's Compton, but you're from France. Campion. Campion. It's not as tough. Yeah, they're still bumped in. But the good news is, is that like it gets around that they probably are going to go set siege on Campion, the uh, Burgundies, right? So the Burgundies are French. They're but, French, but pro English. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. You fight your own people. Well, I guess you're pro English. Okay. Yeah, they're they see themselves as they're not part of the French people. That's not, fine. That's yeah. like if we went to war with. Texas. Texas. Yeah. Or Alabama. I'm fine with that. Don't care. Uh, but it gets around that they're probably going to do this. As a matter of fact, they send like letters of threats like, you should just go ahead and surrender because we're going to sure. we're going to come take you over. That never works. It's funny because Joan learns about this sooner than King Charles VII. She gets prepared in March, and King Charles VII doesn't do anything until like, April or May, I think, actually. It's mm. May when he's like, maybe we should go protect that. But Joan's already on her way to go protect the city. Good for her. Yeah. She's like, fuck that. But she doesn't have a real army. She is able to round up about 400 men to go with her. Okay. Yeah. And they're kind of volunteers. Lo- probably, yeah, like loyal religious type. To her, yeah. Yeah. Probably were in her previous armies, I'm assuming. But it doesn't really say, it just says that she was able to round up 400 men yeah. and they go to Campion. Sure. People hoping to, you know. Yeah. Come on. Now, this, this whole virginal thing, come on. You know, they're after it. Right. They're like, one of these days she's going to give in. One of these? And I want to be the guy standing next to her when she's like, Look, you know what? Maybe sex isn't that. Exactly. Like, we're not looking to rape. We're no. Just, we're just waiting when for her goes, to change her mind and be like, hey, I'm a dick. Huh? I have one. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm denouncing religion and God. I just need to get fucked, you know? You know what? Who's the next guy next to me? He's like, <laughs> I knew it. Oh, thank God. I knew it. Oh, I was, I've been standing next to her for a fucking Dude, year. years. <laughs> years I've been standing here with a wet dick just waiting. <laughs> Yeah. Just thinking about Jesus. And it's worked. It worked out really well. The sex wasn't great. It was fine. I got it, though. <laughs> oh, Joan. Oh, Joan of Arc. <laughs> you teenager. <laughs> She's like, yeah, this is uh, awkward and sucks for me. Yeah. She's actually now, I think, 17 at this time. Yeah. But that none of that happens. Joan does what? not have sex with anybody. So is that the people time stamp that she died virginal? I think so. Wowzers. I believe so. Hey, I stand by, you know, believe whatever you want to believe, but that's uh, that's kind of a bummer she never experienced anything. Even if she's whatever, gay, whatever. Sure. You know, you should you should experience that stuff. So they do arrive at Campion and they beat the Burgundies there. So they're Fuck. like cool. Fuck them. We got our four hundred men to help protect the city, but Joan gets the idea like you know, rather than waiting for them to come siege us, let us set up an ambush. Let's go and surprise them by going Smart. to a nearby town that they're coming from. Like yeah. they're gonna pass by, and let's let's jump on them. So they take their their four hundred men. She takes her four hundred men. And they head over to a, a nearby city. That city she did not know has already pledged allegiance with the Burgundies. Whoops. So they're just like, go away. You can't <laughs> stay in our town. Right. And she's like, oh, well, okay. So they go to another city that they're gonna be passing by. They're like, that's fine. We'll just go over here. They're going to still have to cross over this way anyway. So they hunker down. The problem is is that the Burgundies happen to send out a scout who 
might have not even really been scouting for any danger, just kind of surveying around and sure. looking at the land in case there was ever a battle in the area, not knowing that maybe there might be an army waiting for them. Whoops. But he notices them, and they don't notice him. <laughs> so the scout goes back and tells him, like, hey, by the way, there's like a bunch of men that are waiting for us. Yeah. So they're like, cool, let's get reinforcements. And they get a lot of reinforcements. Whoops. And they go, oh, Joan. And attack Joan and her army, which no! they're greatly outnumbered. Joan and her army are way outnumbered. Oh, you should have had sex. <laughs> now, Joan. Before this point. Joan is supposed to be considered to be extremely honorable all this time. And she calls for a retreat before they're actually met in battle. Yeah. And her men start running away. And the reason why I say honorable is because she took the back, the rear, the what most the- rear. Meaning that she let her men go ahead of her. When they were retreating? When they were retreating. So she let her men go ahead of her to run back to, they're actually running back to Campion. Man, this is... And that means if they they catch up to the army, they're going to get Joan first. This is the kind of details that is why people were devoted to her, I bet. Yeah. I bet she did this kind of thing a lot. She was. She was honorable. because they had never retreated before, but this kind of like putting yourself in danger. Yeah. Well, she always rode up in front when they were going into battle. She made sure to hang up back when they're retreating like this. She cried over the, the dead, even of the enemy. Like, she shows a lot of respect. The, Weird. This is during the time frame, by the way, where chivalry... I'll, I can talk more about this, but chivalry, this is where it's birthed, is in the Middle Ages. Before Joan, but it's in the Middle Ages where like yeah. the idea of treating your enemy with respect, knights would go to battle, and when they fought each other, if it was like not a full-on war battle, but if you were like just happened to be fighting an enemy and you yeah. fought each other, you would pay respects in the sense that you would rather capture than kill them. Okay. And you would treat them nicely when you captured them. Like you would feed them, you would make sure they didn't yeah, starve to death. Yeah, chivalry's got a nice tone. Now I say it, that, I that's what knights and noblemen did that's not necessarily what everybody did like i said if you're just wandering by yourself you're probably gonna get killed or raped yeah just maybe for your shirt who knows still now yes so joan is considered to be like very chivalrous where the respect for the enemy is ever present yeah and her especially also her own men that's why she rode up back when they were treating she's like hey this is my army go ahead and get yourself to safety hopefully we all make it but if if they reach us or if arrows get you know close to us, I'll be first. I'm the first one to go. Yeah, that's huge balls. Now, this part is debated. Huge balls, man. Of exactly what happened. Because I found two different accounts. And I, I think historians even debate about which one is correct. Okay. So one is that they got a, a good enough head start that they were able to get to Compion. Mm-hmm. So That's where NWA is from. Yeah. So they might have been able to get a good enough head start to get to Compion, at least most of the men but not her and then she was captured hmm. possibly from her falling off her horse and then she, she was basically got up and was like my horse is gone she wasn't shot she just sort of yeah fell off so it's either she fell off her horse most of her men were able to go or maybe even all of them were able to continue on without yeah. her not knowing probably that she fell good for her man and then she just got captured some That's people a, your army you need to be responsible for yeah it. be the first to go some people do uh debate that like she fell off, got back on her horse, and then because she wasn't up with her army, when the army got to Compion, Compia. they got in and they closed the gates really quick because there's an army outside. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, Joan, like, if we save you, we all die, kind of a thing. But so it might have why... been a war tactic. Of like, we want to save her, but fuck. But we'll that's all why die. she's in the back because she's admitting that responsibility yes. if that happens. So one of those two things happened. We're not God, sure. good for her. Um, she does get captured. Obviously, and this is the Burgundies who capture her. They're the English allies, Dicks. right? And they think that this is like amazing. They're like, we've got the war general who's been 
fucking everything up for us and for, for sure. England. Yeah. So they sent a message to King Charles VII, <laughs> and they're like, hey, we we got your girl. We got your prophet lady and, yeah. chick. We got her, so uh, let's make some deals going here, huh? She's been really annoying. She just keeps asking for Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> whatever, guys. <laughs> I don't care. Give me an orange Julius. Oh, she's a kid. What the hell did we... How did you do all that? <laughs> but yeah, so they send messages to, to King Charles VII, and he doesn't care. Like, he doesn't even respond, I think, the first time. Well, it sounds like he, at this point he's a little bit over her bonkers yeah and she's more of a liability well i think his advisors were also trying to tell him to Ugh. kind of distance himself because she kind of changed it into a holy war by saying she was working like god was working through her yeah and that kind of has a double-edged sword where and she fucked up yeah if she doesn't always come out on top mm -hmm. the enemy can be like oh yeah she wasn't from god she was from satan satan right or yeah, or demons or anything like that and it can change into a completely different kind of political war well that's because they don't they didn't hear the voices they don't know what those voices are saying so it might have been that you his advisors Mike? said mike's nuts or his advisors yeah which is correct that politically responsibly yeah yeah she started doing some 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 rash things and because the burgundies didn't get a response they're thinking like we'll make some treaties get some cool diplomatic deals going for our sake they didn't get a response so they're like hmm uh what do we do now we can't just give her back or let her go she has fucked up everything for us we're not just gonna give back their best general no fuck no so instead they sell her to the english they're just like eh let's sell make her yeah they, get, they make money off of it somehow like as a ransom situation i think they're just like i think you're gonna want her on you know, the you French maybe, like her kind maybe of you can try to get to King Charles the seventh, or maybe yeah, maybe you just want to fucking kill her and make an example out of her. I don't know, but nonetheless, we want money. So, do you want to buy her? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll take her. Sure. So they sell her to the English before the English actually take her. She finds out that that's what's happening; that mm -hmm. she's going to get sold. So she's being kept in a castle, and she's able to like get to the top tower, and she jumps out to try to commit suicide. Whoa! Because she's like, I'm not gonna get yeah, fuck English. this. But she survives. Does she like break all her shit? I didn't see anything of her being even wounded. I have no idea what kind of damage she took. So I don't know how tall the tower, tower it was. Two there. stories, and she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so on January third of 1431, Joan is handed over to the English loyalist in the northern France area. The English take her to. Rouen. Yeah, that's another one. This is a completely different city I haven't mentioned, by the way, just in case you're getting They're all so. this. Every Rouen. French city is, ugh. Rouen. And they put her on trial. So what they're trying to do is she remains in prison for a while while they're trying to figure out what they exactly want to do with her. When they do finally put her on trial, they charge her with like 70 different criminal and religious crimes. Religious crimes? Oh, yeah, dude. This is huge, especially for that time frame. But this is their angle that they're taking, especially because she was the one who was like, I speak to God. I mean, I I, I get being pissed off at her for very, very yeah. angry with her for well, sure. <laughs> then again, this is not your fucking country. So, yeah, that's kind of true, too. So of, of the charges, <clears throat> they try to stick her with 70. Okay. Yeah. Which include the big so, ones. Being a bitch, we don't like your face. Uh, the third crime is uh, you suck balls. <laughs> Fourth crime is I don't like it's you. It's Tuesday. You're obnoxious. It's yeah. Tuesday. Uh, and they just list off of that shit. It's all bullshit. One of your feet is a different size than the other. I don't like that. Yeah. We're going to kill you now. That's how it kind of works in this area. And you're going to see exactly how this gets. Yeah. You're going to see how they manipulate the shows. But anyway, so 
The two biggest ones they're trying to set her up with is cross-dressing as a man, which technically is true. And if you do follow the Bible, which they're Catholic, they do. Deuteronomy yeah. 22.5, which states, A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone who dresses that way. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's my official response. So technically, she I is breaking it, this Deuteronomy. That's what they're trying to do. They're like, look, they're using scripture and be like, oh, but did you wear men's clothing? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're not supposed to. And she's like, I would have been killed if I didn't. Like, I had reasons for that. Like, I was traveling, and if I was traveling as a woman, you I ever been, been raped? raped or killed. You've ever been raped, sir. And they're like, that's not a good enough excuse. Let me get a strap on and rape you, and just let me, and then we'll see how you feel about it. And they're also charging her with just heresy in general. They're like heresy, yeah, heresy. Oh, heresy. Yeah, because they don't believe that she talked to. They think she's making up lies and that she's actually yeah. going against the religion and all sorts of shit. You didn't talk to my God. It's your God. It's not my God. It's the same God, but it's a different God because I don't like your God. I don't like your face. <laughs> so this is what they're doing: is they're they're quoting scriptures and they're trying to set up like these. Uh, theological traps for her to fall in. However, she actually is intelligent, as we've seen before. Hello. And she doesn't fall for any of the traps, and in fact, she's able to knock out all of these things down to... She knocks out 58 of their charges, being like, these are all horseshit. Here's Wait, why. so they charge her... They try to charge her with 70 different crimes. And she was able to... Knock out 58 of them. 58 like, where she was like, nah, and like logicked them out of it? Yeah, and this is what's this weird This is to me. not a normal person. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around what... Well, at the same time, they're doing bullshit ones too. I'm not saying to well, discredit yeah, her, but, but she's <clears throat> she's able to like, no, this is why, and that's stupid, and you're just trying to catch me here, and that's dumb. Well, sure, but they the the end game is for them to kill her. Yeah. So I don't think they're gonna care what her argument is unless she's that compelling. Yeah. Well, this is what's weird to me is because this is being done through religion instead of like normal courts of what we think today. This is being done by people who are like religious figures they're the ones who are controlling the courts and whatnot yeah. what's even weirder about this is they have they have a motivation that she dies that's what they want to hen, have end up i don't know why they just don't kill her i don't know why they, they have to have a reason they feel like they have to follow a structure but they're even willing to manipulate their own structure to get what they want so might as well just do what you that's want what religions do they it doesn't make, make any sense they make up brain. some fucking bullshit it gets to get even what they weirder want. you're gonna see right here so they're trying to get her to admit some more guilt of these other things that they're accusing her of, but she doesn't fall for any of their stupid tricks. So what they do instead is Smart. they're like, you know what? Fine. Let's speed up this process a little bit. Let's go set up a fake execution. And before we execute her, we'll tell her like, hey, we won't execute you if you sign this document. So they do this. They, what is the document? They pull her out. They're like, we're going to chop your head off or do something crazy to you unless you sign this document. And the document says that you will no longer do the sins like dressing as a boy or a man. <laughs> Or Which is the things punishable by death. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what they do is they put in the clause that basically is, if you do, then we get to kill you. <sighs> so you can't dress like a man. Now it gets even weirder because she signs it. She's like, I don't want to die. So whatever. I don't give a shit. She didn't read it? She can't read. She's illiterate. Oh, Melissa Joan Hart. You need to learn how to read. She, knew, she was illiterate? She's illiterate, yeah. Oh, no. I think you said that, yeah. She's she didn't get any peasant. real education, yeah. Yeah. So she signs it. And by the way, apparently we actually – I found – that we have two parchments that have her signature that we believe is actually her right now. That's baller. Where she could only write her name and she probably had to have someone help her, like spell it or write what the letters look like. And that's like, a, I can Google that. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't go super far into it to see where they came from or what they are, but there was supposedly two parchments that we have that we believe she signed. Well, yeah, I mean, stuff from cool. that era is tough to 
verify. Yeah. I mean, the Shroud of Turin is from around then. And it could have really been somebody else signing it. But then um, again, fuck it, I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. But I'm going to Google it. When she signs this, they send her back to her cell, and this is where it gets stupid. So it's all stupid. there's also two accounts. It depends on which side you want to go. They're both stupid. It doesn't matter. So one is that, according to them, according to her prosecutors, they came back to her cell later and found that she was dressed as a man. And she How? claimed... Who brought her clothes? And she, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you didn't even let me get to the point where I was going to say the same thing. What's, but before we Archangel get to that, Michael was like, hey, I got some overalls. Yeah. Who brought them? So it's funny because they claim to everybody else... Whatever. ...that... She said that she heard voices tell her that she should wear men's clothing. And that was their proof to everybody else. Be like, see, she didn't hear voices. She was insane. She wasn't hearing actually voices of God or saints. Thank you. And that's lovely. That's what they're trying to do. But yeah, where did the clothes come from then? She was in a cell. So they're like, yeah, because if you're going to say clothing. that she pretended to hear voices, did she pretend to manifest genes? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? But the real, probably what really happened is that, and this is another account that historians believe is true, is they took her back to her cell, her guards stripped her of all her clothes, they put dick. They put men's clothes in front of her and said, you have two options. You can either stay naked in front of the guards, or you can put on the men's clothing. Basically giving her the choice of, you can either get raped, or you can get killed. Because the idea being that a naked girl, the guards wouldn't be able to not... After the, I think it was a threat. There was like, you can stay naked in front of the guards and see how you last, because maybe one of them will fuck you. Jesus, fuck. So that was a threat. And she's still. And this is again why I think the whole court system of it is like, what's the point of this time? Like, why even make her put on the clothes? Just she's still like thing. pretty young. She's she's eighteen years old. We've been talking for. This is only seventeen to eighteen. Sixteen to eighteen. Yeah. Jesus. We don't actually know exactly Joan. when she was born, but she died 18 or 19 years God old. God damn it, Joan Cusack. How are you pulling all this off? Yeah. At once. <laughs> Cusack. Wait, who are we talking about? Joan of Arc. Oh. So anyways, Joan of Arc. Cusack? Oh. Yeah, so Joan of Arc, she puts on the clothes. She's going to choose that over being raped. Weird. What a weird choice. What yeah. a weird decision. And, of course, they blow it up. They're like, ah, oh, she's wearing men's clothing. See, you signed this thing that said you weren't going to do that. Otherwise, you'd be put to death. So we're going to put you to death. Right. That's lovely. So on May 30th, 1431, Joan is led out to Place de Vuras Marche. And she was tied to a stake and burned alive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They burned her? They burned her alive. Matter of fact, not only they burned her alive, but I didn't know this was a thing. So I guess usually when you burn someone at the stake, you have options of... We can either just let them burn, or maybe after enough agony, we can go ahead and stab them so that way they die quicker and don't have to be burned alive. Huh. I did not know this was a thing, but her executioners were directly told to not kill her to ease her pain. She was going to die by being burned completely alive. Yeah. They didn't even fucking cut her head off. I mean, they're in France. They invented the guillotine. Nope. So not only do they burn her alive after she dies... They reburn her body again to further make it into ashes because they don't want to make her a martyr, I'm sure is the idea. Yeah. So they they burn her and they spread her ashes out. I think the great takeaway for me for that is that that's because they were fucking terrified of her. Probably. You don't 
you don't treat a person like that unless you're fucking terrified. She took of them. over like half of what they take. They took over France. Like she took that back. Yeah, if they hadn't have done that, made king. she could have kicked them the fuck out of France indefinitely. Yeah, which is what ends up happening anyway. Yeah, it is. It's true. So fuck off. So that, that makes me mad. Just in that, I, you know, I understand like a revenge murder to make a point, but God, you don't burn a you don't burn a teenager. She was 19 years old when she died. That's uh, roughly what we think because we don't have the exact date, but we know she sure. was about that age, 19. But burn death, man, that's rough. Yeah. Well, after Joan died, about 19 years later in 1456, King Charles VII mm-hmm. rode into Rouen, Ugh. which is where she was burned, and he ordered an inquiry into Joan's trial. And the inquiry uh, is taken to the Vatican, where Pope oh. Calixtus III is currently the Pope at this time. And the Pope annuls all charges against Joan. So all the stuff they said that she sinned, the religious charges and crimes that she supposedly committed, he's like, yeah, no, none of that uh, counts. And the English were just like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, well, and when this reaches France, the rest of France... They all think of her as like a martyr and a national hero. They love her to death. She's got statues and stuff all over the place now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. The town that she was born in was renamed. The name of the city she was born in was Domremy. You're right. But they now name it Domremy La Pucelle, or Pucelle, I think is the right word. What is Pucelle? It is French for the maid. Okay. So the maid of Orléans. Um, okay. Because that's and her that's, nickname. That's still what it's called. That's what it's called today. Super. So it's now. Basically, dumb memory, the maid. The maid, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of cool that she, her town got renamed to her. But she's a huge inspiration to, especially France, um, to these today. I'm so mad. In 1920, Joan is canonized as a saint in the Roman Catholic Church. By, 1920? Yeah, it took that long. Wow, I thought it would be much sooner. Early, yeah, much yeah. earlier. No, it's in 1920. It's May 16th, 1920. Jonas. How was her memory even around at that point? Well, I think it kind of comes back around. So King Charles VII did try to kind of. <laughs> I mean, he kind of he kind of sold her out a little I'm just bit. So right? happy you've committed so hard to it. Thanks. It's so funny. I tried. Hey, it's a good way to remember. Yeah. So he, I, I think he kind of felt bad that he didn't really do anything about yeah, he her let being her captured. Go. And so I think he tried to keep her. That's why he went and was like, I'm going to go get an inquiry on this and send it to the Pope. Like, he made effort to some degree of being like, she did do basically everything when it came to me becoming king officially and taking back over France. Well, and I don't know the conclusion of the 116-year war. French one. Exactly. And how much of that can be attributed to her shit? Uh, Most historians say that she did... The, without her, they don't think it, France would have won. Matter of fact, I'll get into that here in a second. Yeah, dick. But, the seventh. Yeah, dick. Yeah. She fucking fixed it for you, and then you let her go. Matter of fact, a kid. We we can even get into that. So historians believe that they find it unlikely that Charles the seventh mm-hmm. would have won the Hundred Years' War With without that. Joan. Sure. And really, that all of history would be completely different because of that. So. English, if English would have maintained the territory or even taken over more France, you got to think about this. There would be no, no United French nations. There would be no French Revolution. No Whoa. Napoleon. Whoa. No metric system. Whoa. No Louisiana Purchase. Whoa. Because France was over in Americas. Whoa. And no nope. help for the Americans in the Revolutionary War. In their Whoa. Revolution. They did help, and they took a good portion of Canada. 
Yeah. Canada be different? Yeah. So they think that, wait, you know, po- things made let me of- process this. Yeah. My, that's my brain exploding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm sure that that doesn't necessarily mean that it would have, none of those things would have happened, but you think about it, they think that without her, a lot of this stuff would either be different or didn't happen at all. Well, it's that, like, uh, butterfly effect where it's too far back, it's immeasurable. Yeah. Fuck, God yeah. only knows. Isn't that weird? This is before Napoleon. And, yeah. He yeah. conquered over a bunch of the world. Yeah, Napoleon sucks balls. France, yeah. But, yeah, that's where she was solidified was in the 20th century. They really brace her up as being this hero um, for modern Weird, age. man. There's statues of her. You said 1920? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a fucking... This might be the youngest person that we've done. I think you're right. And she's died as, I think, the young one of the youngest. We've we've done some people who died in their 30s. Uh, I don't think... Yeah. I don't 19, think... 19? 19 years That's old. That's hella fucking young, from dude. From 16 to 19, she fucking liberated France from England. <laughs> yeah. Like, just went all over the place and just... Weird. Badass. But uh, a couple of quick things I just want to say. She is pretty big in pop culture today. She's used in a lot of different things, as we've mentioned in Bill and Ted. She's been depicted what do you mean in pop culture. Because she did. Yeah, I mean that was real, but also it's also depicted. Oh, because it was represented in the movie with Keanu Reeves. Right. The historical event. Right. right. Um, she's in a lot of other movies and TV shows, books. One of the ones I want to mention Huge. because you, I'm not sure. I think you're a Mark Twain fan, are you not? Yes, big <laughs> fan, man. But he wrote a book called simply Joan of Arc. Hey, all right. And he loved the story of Joan of Arc. So much so I can see that, that I have a quick little story where one of his fans, he lived in a town that people got used to him being around, of course. Yeah. But there was somebody who lived in his town, a young teenage boy who always wanted to go and talk to him, but always wanted to do it like by himself. And he was usually with other people or couldn't, you know, he's at his house or whatever. Yeah. But one day this boy, this teenage kid, saw him on a bridge and he went over and talked to him. And he's like, I want to tell you how much I love all your work of Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. Yeah. And the teenager wrote out what happened. And he said that <laughs> that Mark Twain yelled at him. <laughs> he shook his finger at him saying, like, a young boy like you shouldn't be reading about bad boys. <laughs> and and scolded him pretty good, he said, that when he gets older, because he's too young to understand now. Yeah. But when he gets older, he should read Joan of Arc because it's a better story. And Ooh, that's funny for a writer to admit, like, yep. nah, real life was better than what I cook yeah. up. And he said that it was his best works. Matter of fact, before he died, he also told other people, like, pretty close to his death before wow. he died, he told everyone his best work was Joan of Arc, which is a bummer because it is not highly acclaimed today. I was going to say, I've never heard of that. I've never, I have certainly haven't read Critics that. Critics do not like it. They say that he kind of sucks her dick is, is the impression I got. Apparently, he was anti-Catholic, Mark Twain was, he but was. he apparently talks about how, with her, though, it was amazing, and just like every page is just well, dripping just with how much he loves her. I get she's it, awesome. man. She's, yeah. There's something about her that there's the, the mystery of how she's able to pull off that Yeah, sort of pulls at your mind, and then you also just sort of admire A her. young teenage girl yeah. convinces the king of France... <laughs> To give her a giant army. It's nuts. And then she goes and helps take back her own country. So that's St. Joan of Arc. Super fun research. I would definitely encourage, we, we're probably going to have to do some more people around this area because there's a lot of insane and cool people around this time frame anyways, but I definitely encourage anyone to go check out the, the Mi- Hundred Years War in general. It's just, 
It's bananas. Middle Ages. I don't think it's touched often enough. It feels irrelevant, but it's not. Yeah. If I had the time and energy, I would definitely wouldn't mind trying to put together a short yeah. 10 episode podcast on the Hundred Years War by itself. Hey, it, man. It's convoluted as shit. People, but people time is not stopping. People time. Well, thanks, Dabblers. Is Go it ahead. back? It's back. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the three letter word for satchel. That's bag. Yeah. Cut. Bag. It's bag. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Time. We appreciate it. Yeah, so make sure that if you are enjoying the content, that you subscribe. It helps boost up the content for you. We get better when you give us stars and thumbs. Yep. So make sure that you like, subscribe, comment. We enjoy your comments just in general. Fuck yeah. Also email us at... Email me. PeopleTimePodcast at gmail.com. We live there. Yeah. We'll also get you uh, some t-shirts, so if you comment on there, we can throw out some t-shirts to you guys. Hello, bitch. Maybe some hats. Yeah, we're fucking working on hats. Yeah. And all the requests. Anybody. And we love you. Oh, my God. I love you so much. We love you, dabblers. You dabbling bitch.